0: You watching me glow, you watching me go, I'm in my zone, I'm holding my own. I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones. I am a blur, blacking a nerd, so this is my own. This is my zone, and this is a show you already know, like my gram, blurred. YouTube blur Everything I do so blurred. Bet you with you, so blurred. Cosplay blurred all day, blurred. Bet you wish you so blurred, Talking about what we heard, talking about what we seen, all through the eyes of a blurred,
1: everything that we do urge. Flying like a super person, plus I got super friends, we be teamin' up early. Welcome to Blurred Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news, we talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hello, it is Damien, the king of the demon world. Is this a new character you're doing now? I'm not a character. Okay. <laughs> this is my co host, Michael, with the Black Gay Comic Geek, and we are here once again to review all things in Geek. Say hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. I hate you. <laughs> well, we've got a packed week this week, once again, a packed episode. We've got Incredibles 2 to talk about, man. It's been 14 years.
2: I was just about to sing the theme song, but then I was like, I don't remember it. Is this
1: that's an Incredibles theme song? <laughs> Da-da-da-da. Is yeah. that James Bond? <laughs> no. Something like that. <laughs> Did you realize that The Incredibles World is set in like the 1960s Yeah, the 1960s. I, I didn't d- realize that. I didn't yet. realize that until today, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, when I saw like the, the tube TV and stuff like that, I was like, oh, now I'm getting it. I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't know. And I, the, the, it makes sense with the spy theme song. do Yeah. But yeah. That's, that's one superhero thing we're going to One animated superhero <coughs> thing we're going to talk about. What's more important than that? Is my Hero Academia this week? Yes. <laughs> oh, you can't tell me, might Is that a better Superman than Superman? That show is
2: so. Uh, fuck that show. <laughs> In a good way,
1: though. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, don't you dare slight the name of, of My Hero Academia. <laughs> and for all those that don't watch anime, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <pretty laughs> Do much. not skip the anime section this week because when I tell you that I, I did I, once again, I did another reaction video. Even worse than last week. I don't know if I can release this one. I showed Michael before the podcast started, but I ugly cry. (laughs) Very ugly. Like, you
2: know how sometimes when those singers, they get really into the song and they get like these ugly faces, especially when they hit those notes. Those are are the faces Jordan was making in that video.
1: (laughs) Oh my. (laughs) It's bad, man. Like I've, I don't think I've ever... Snot
2: finished. was coming down his nose like a Viola Davis when she gets those... Oh, it wasn't that bad. It was. It, was. it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was like full full on waterfall coming out his nose. I was
1: I was looking <laughs> at my mouth though. I was I was spitting. I was crying. It was like water coming out of every orifice of my face. It was uh-huh. bad. But it felt so That crease good. in his forehead. <laughs> it was bad because like, I had a bunch of um, our listeners and even some of our cosplay friends hit me up and go like, Yo, man. You need to A, watch my Hurricademia this week, and two, do a reaction video. And when they all told me that, I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> what does that mean? And there's a reason why. So when we get there, we'll talk about it. Don't skip it. <laughs> but we got more So As soon about. as I
2: play as soon as I played it and the way it started, I was like, no, I don't think I'm ready. <laughs> My origin. Yeah. I was like, I'm not ready.
1: Well, speaking of origins, we have other origins to talk about. The ongoing origin of Coke and Dagger, episode three was this week. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about some Supergirl, I guess. Yeah. If we must. If we must. If we must. <laughs> <laughs> you see the difference in energy levels? That's exactly how I felt watching this week's episode of Supergirl. Uh-huh. Which actually now is... The penultimate episode, right? Yes. Next okay. week is the season How many pre- weeks have I yeah, been next saying? Next week is, a, is the season finale. This is the second last episode, Michael. This is the second last. I think for the last three weeks I've been saying that. Because nothing's been happening. <laughs> and even still, this penultimate, this actual penultimate episode, nothing, nothing happened. happened. <laughs> what the fuck is the point? Well, we'll get there when we get there. But then we're going to wrap up with some news, uh, news of the week as per usual from Michael, right? hmm We got a bunch of trailers. Um, we're going to give you a little bit of a teaser of some E3 talk with the Spider-Man trailer. But beyond that, we're going to save the E3 talk for a separate video. Because you guys voted and you wanted to see a YouTube video rather than just have a podcast section on yep. the E3 I got to make
2: sure I curl my hair.
1: <laughs> I get it because you're bald. Nah, fuck you. I got a full <laughs> head of hair, bitch. <laughs> I'll give you some of mine. I got, I got like a fucking square eraser top to spare right now. So, <laughs> Alright. Kid and play. Oh, oh, oh. And we've got uh, Dark Knight's Metal, right? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why, Michael? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> yes. I tell would, your lies. No, this, is, <laughs> this, is, your this isn't a lie
2: because we we're recording on a different day than we normally record because this weekend is Father's Day weekend. Yeah. So I was going to take the time to actually finish it today mm-hmm. for to be ready for when we record. But then I remember I was like I remember yesterday pretty much. I was like Oh shit, we got to meet earlier because it's Father's Day weekend. I can't. Yeah. I can't record.
1: See, I have forgotten. Because I don't have a daddy. So.
2: Way to be morbid.
1: I'm not morbid. I'm real. I'm Puerto Rican and black. Of course I don't have a father. Okay. A, a, stereo,
2: a stereotype. But I'm, I'm
1: the reality of the stereotype. Hello darkness, my old friend. But before we get into all that, because I guess not in the Dark Knight's metal, so we're going to say that again for another week. I Michael going not gonna read it again. I'm much.
2: Fr- I'm. I mean, like I said, I was planning on being like. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm almost done. Like I finished Dawnbreaker. I finished my. When well, no, I finished uh, Metal Machine. I finished Dawnbreaker. You mean Death Machine? Wait, what's his name? Murder Machine. Murder Machine. There you I go. I finished Dawnbreaker. Now I got to read The Drowned, and then I got to read
1: three, four, five, and six. The Drowned is eh. It's probably the weakest one out of all, out of all of them, in my opinion. But we'll talk about it next week, maybe. I'm not going to make a promise because we're the podcast of Broken Promises I said, every I week. said don't
2: promise. Yeah, apparently. And there's no holiday next week, so. Okay, so no
1: excuse? No, no excuse. So we can promise. For you. For you. <laughs> okay, all right, for me. Don't you do it for you me. might forget. Don't do it for me. Do it for the listeners. <laughs> they're the ones that want it and give us four-star reviews until we actually review it. <laughs> uh, they're not paying me. <laughs> what? Ah, oh, cheap bastard! All right. <laughs> before we get to all that, before we get into the topics of the week. We have to talk about some iTunes reviews, Michael. We've got more. Uh, yay! Yay! iTunes reviews. Um, speaking of iTunes reviews, our co-host, uh, our guest co-host, winner. We are still waiting to hear from uh, what's her face, Sylvia, Sylvia, Sylvia Acosta. I'm I'm worried. She's not reached out yet. I think Jacob may have did something to her. <laughs> mm, that's a possibility. Jacob, if you're out there, we told you not to. Good job. <laughs> you did good. Kind Proud of, of you. <laughs> but yeah, if we don't hear from you by next uh, podcast, Sylvia, we're gonna give that spot to Jacob. And I know he's sitting there going, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's been hitting me up every other day. Like, has she hit you Was up she... yet? I'm like, no. Like, oh, yes. good, <laughs> good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so let's get into some iTunes reviews. Our first review comes from Nightwing the Acrobat, so Dick Grayson himself. Uh, it's a five-star review, and the subject is, this Apple Podcast app is trash-like mm-hmm. dot, dot, dot. I do know what he has to say. Um, he goes on to say, hey guys, Nightwing here, trying to podcast app one more time. Just wanted to say, you guys are awesome and always go beyond plus Ultra with the amazing reviews and by the time you guys put into the show oh and the time you guys put into the show and Jordan I thought you handled the hero daily drama like an adult compared to hero daily lol thanks bro people still trickling in and telling me how much they support me for that whole thing that's awesome you guys you guys are the reason why I do this i love you guys uh, and as i joke uh, yeah and as i joke i hope we hear more from the incident in the news since it's kind of comic news related well i mean there's nothing else to talk about after that, we kind of just blocked each other and moved on. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, not my news section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be the special blur vision drama alert. <laughs> um, anyway, much love. See you guys next week. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Stay nerdy, my blurdy, to you too Nightwing. Uh, next review comes from the Rocket OG. It's a five-star review, and the subject is your podcast is amazing. Hi. I'm a big fan of the podcast and love how y'all talk about all different things from animated comics to different movies. I always love the energy y'all give off and I always get a good laugh from listening to your podcast. Keep rocking and stay blurred. Stay blurred? Is that going
2: to be a new saying? Stay blurred. (laughs) Stay blurred. (laughs) Stay blurred, yo, word.
1: We kind of have to. I like that, actually. (laughs) Stay blurred, yo, word. Uh, No. No. no
2: i don't want it because that's that's how stay nerdy my bloody started oh shit it is (laughs) well this is a little more harder than stay nerdy my blurry though that's that's a thug that's the thug thug way yeah if you're you're not soft like us stay nerdy my blurry is to appease the the white audience and stay (laughs) well
1: well i like that so what am i well we already discussed (laughs) we're oreos (laughs) uh p.s talk about power power is that like the other thing like empire I'm watching that shit <laughs> yeah see we're not black that's, what I'm talking about. that's exactly why Stay no, nerdy, I'm, my brother. Yeah, like, i have no
2: interest in power oh uh, yeah a lot of it's, it's basically like a. it's uh, a better empire as i heard more yeah yeah we're so white <laughs> <laughs> i'm like do they have magic and are they fighting superheroes or villains or anything in power no then i'm not watching <laughs> wasn't there a show called powers uh yeah on uh
1: playstation i believe i didn't watch it oh so we should watch that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that powers we'll watch i'm not gonna talk about it this week but i did start watching remember how the uh one of the itunes reviewers recommended uh impulse Mm -hmm. the youtube uh news red uh, yeah the new youtube red series yeah and
2: then after i thought about it i was like oh i brought this up i showed you a trailer
1: yes at the time though i didn't realize that's actually it's a it's a it takes place in the jumper universe so, I mean, there's that. But the, the thing is, it doesn't really focus. I mean, I watched, like, five episodes so far of the whole series. It's slow. Like, it, there's, there's jumper elements, but it's mostly about this girl dealing with, like, an attempted rape and, like, the, the fallout from that. So, it's, like, it's pretty dark. Um, it's seems, not seems to be the theme lately. Yeah, but, like, I think Coke and Dagger does a better balance of, like, incorporating these superhero elements into the, in the show more than that. Sometimes it feels too heavy, you know. Like it feels like too much of a drama and not enough jumpery. But that's just me. Maybe we we'll review it if you ever watch it. Maybe I'll do like a when I finish it. I mean, I'll yeah. Like when like I like
2: saw like the tra- when I saw the trailer, I I just forgot about it. But yeah, yeah. I'll check it out.
1: Yeah, I think it's right now. I'm at like a high passable. Is it thing. all free,
2: like Cobra Kai.
1: Well, if you count the YouTube Red is free,
2: so technically no, but kinda. Why well, YouTube Red? Uh, even with YouTube Red, like the first,
1: we do a trial. My trial, I think, is over. (laughs) Well, then it's not (laughs) for you. Next review comes from Dylan Eccles. It's a five-star review, and the subject is PLUS ULTRA! Uh, I love this review already. It's fine now. Why? Because Jordan and Michael are here. Thank you so much for putting me on My Hero Academia. Now I have to go back and find out when you first start reviewing it. You guys are my podcast besties. Keep up the good work, keep telling us what's trash, and keep putting us on quality nerdy goodness. Thanks, yeah. Dylan.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what episode. Yeah, I don't know. That's got to be in like the 20s. No,
1: 20s. That's way too... Oh, no, you no, weren't no, even no, here in the 20s. No, I wasn't here in the 20s. Well, you, you were. You about were, you were. Like I a, came in 25. Yeah, like mid-20s. I think pff, in the 40s, in somewhere the 40s. in there. yeah. But I think it's actually in the title. So like whatever our, the first mention of My Academia is in the titles, that's where we started. I remember, oh man, that's a throwback. That's me and Jamie trying to convince you yeah, to watch I didn't, it. Yeah, I
2: was going to say, I didn't watch it back then.
1: Yeah. And I had so many people telling me to watch it back then and I didn't until like so late in the first season. I was like, yeah, I'll watch it, whatever. Yeah, and I started
2: doing it in the second season. Mm -hmm. I forgot which episode I came in on. I don't remember. It was before the finale. I think it was halfway through the second season.
1: Oh, okay. But yeah, go back and listen to those episodes, guys, if you haven't uh, listened to them yet. They're pretty, it's really interesting to go, if you go back and track like, the escalating love for the show, and at this point now we've gotten so many reviews and listeners telling us that like it's like one of their favorite shows now. I have yet to hear, and if I do, I'm gonna I'm gonna track that person down and kill them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like I have yet to hear somebody's like, yeah, you guys talk about My Hair Academia so much. I get, I actually watch it. And it's this movie, this show sucks. That's
1: true. I haven't heard anybody I haven't talk heard anybody, about anybody it about say it. that.
2: Everybody say, I watch it and I love it. If they give it the time of day, they end up loving it. So That's why I'm like I'm waiting for that one person to
1: say. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's all right. I'm gonna track them down. Like even on my uh, my Instagram polls, like whenever I do like the oh like, do you like this is awesome, where it's like it's crap or whatever. Like the people that I've realized vote for like the negative is usually people who just don't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't right. watched it. Yeah, and just like why are you even voting? <laughs> I hate you, internet. But yeah, I love you. <laughs> um, next review comes from Plaza Dude, our old pal. Say <coughs> five star review subject is just some thoughts this review may be lengthy sorry first off i've seen convenient elements in shows but supergirl took the cake and what is uh and what is now wait what and what is how can kara say i don't know what this means uh how can kara say kryptonite is so deadly when it's like a taser it's just about every kryptonian that's true especially this episode what the fuck a kryptonite bullet doesn't do shit in this episode that's what I was,
2: oh you oh, read my we're, mind oh we're gonna get
1: there uh. oh <laughs> I
2: was like what I was like, why aren't you dead
1: <laughs> oh we're gonna we're gonna have some words when we get to superhero, but uh, and punching the warp gate by saying you're the stupid one like why yeah that was so
2: fucking stupid I didn't even understand how it didn't break that's what I said oh let's save it let's save it <laughs> I was, they oh, like closet. oh wait, what it's like what did she do Touched it? like what the fuck like I'm went like for you're a full crypt- punch I'm like you're it. a kryptonian that shit should have exploded like what the fuck let's save it cause I'm getting mad <laughs> yo <he's- laughs>
1: Woo-sa, Michael woosah yes, after meditate homie. this is gonna be a very emotional
2: episode I can already tell um, <laughs> not a good emotions. <laughs> some, some will be well, some, will, some be. will be when we get the Supergirl <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
1: you're incredible this I'm is, gonna hulk yourself. out Just oh yeah. <laughs> 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 uh also don't understand the DCs for intellectuals argument oh, that that age-old internet Wait, argument. what the dc's for intellectuals argument i've never heard that argument yeah you have and whenever somebody whenever you say something bad about the bvs or something on the internet and people are like well you just don't understand it that shit no fuck those people exactly like snyder tried to smother symbolism in the movie and i thought it attracted from the overall story i don't know which movie you're talking about but i guess that applies to all the movies <laughs> kind of does uh, also I get Marvel uses humor and sometimes it's it's excessive but I think done well like people really do use humor or sarcasm if they can't properly convey their emotions or if it's uh or if that's their personality. Only saying this cuz it's been popping up on their po- on your post recently. He's talking about my whenever I post about Marvel. Yeah, industry has gotten really toxic recently. which is I mean, like not the, even just like the um actually not, commented- not even just the MCU comments. but like look at a lot, a lot of Marvel characters, Deadpool, Spider-Man,
2: even Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Um, Iceman
1: does it to an yeah, extent. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but I was just listening to the Kevin Smith podcast where he interviewed this, um, the Captain America writers. Yeah, I'm an hour. I'm an hour ten minutes into
2: it. Well, I didn't finish.
1: They say something very interesting about some of the more like the very small comedic human moments in some of the movies. They mentioned like, uh, for example, the the moment in I think it was Civil War with Bucky and Sam in the car, where Bucky asked Sam uh to move up a seat, and Sam's like no. That was actually the writers, like the, one of their favorite moments in all of the MCU because it just showed, one, it was petty, which I like, thought was hilarious. It was, like, it's like, it's so petty. <laughs> but because like, that's a very human thing. That's a very, and at the end of the day, these are, what's more important than being like superheroes and they super is that these are people which is higher than normal responsibilities. So like those moments ground the audience back to going like, oh, these are just people. Like this was something you would do with your friends. And at the end of the day, they're just two friends with the, their common best friend, which is Steve. So it's like stuff like that. I think when you do humor right, and it's not just like random for the sake of humor moments, where it's like actually humor based in like the, the story or based in the characters or the situations, then that's when it's at its, at its absolute best. Yeah, I, did, I didn't get to that part of the episode. It's It's a really interesting listen.
2: I recommend anybody listen to that. Well, me, me watching and watching uh, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard, and I was like, oh, that's me and Jordan. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the video I tagged you in. No. In the, very, in the very beginning of the episode where he was talking about his wife and how he, how he lost all his weight and how his, <laughs> you know he has the toupee on his hair because he's going bald and how yeah. his wife was talking about how, you know, you read, when they were on the plane and he was reading the book and he's like, I want to fuck the shit out of you right now. <laughs> and so Mark Bernard and them were joking. He was like, yeah, you want to fuck me, right? And he was like, yeah, but right before you about to come. <laughs> Pull the wig off. Yeah. Toupee. yeah. yeah I remember that. I was like, this is me and Jordan's uh, banter right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith is my spirit animal. <laughs> I'm Mark Bernardi. <laughs> yes, Mar- I said that in the video. I said I'm Kevin Smith. I tagged. You. I don't know if you. saw I guess you didn't I see didn't it. I didn't see it. And I said blurred vision is Mark Bernardi. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's high praise. Mark Bernardi is a fucking genius. I mean, he, yeah, he is. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Flaza wraps up by saying. That's all for now. I might sign up to be Michael's number one plus ultra fan to balance the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> and he says, as all things should be. Like yes. Thanos. <laughs> Stay nerdy, my blurdy. So then you got two people that's like a Todoroki. <laughs> Todor- Sh- I can't say Todoroki. Shigaraki. Shiger-
2: Shigaraki. I can't say Todoroki for some reason. Wait, two. Who's the other one? Oh. Uh, Xander. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he's straight out of Buffalo. Well, no, you, you, cla- you gave Xander, but
1: Xander never said it's That's <laughs> true. So I guess this is this is your real Shigaraki because he wants to claim it. Uh, right. i'll take it all right flaza was what was that, was that a gunshot the fuck <laughs> fireworks no, no it was like it's like flaza just sniped me from like a million miles away no, I, think <laughs> I, I think that was a fire fireworks uh, okay for father's day what okay uh stay nerdy my blurdy our next review <laughs> it's me immaculate a four star review still. He still hasn't given us that fifth star. I think this is a dark, dark night. night. Jesus Christ. Did he say last week, I can't complain about free content? What's going on? Yeah, but you are. <laughs> it's still free. <laughs> uh, just got two questions. One, do you think if they will finally have Captain America say Avengers Assemble or even possibly that be the name of the movie? He better say it in his last fucking, fucking movie. better. Especially if it's the last. Yeah, good point. Um, and that'd be fucking. How epic would that be if that's like the leading charge at the end? Like the final battle, he says Avengers Assemble. And then Captain Marvel comes out, Black Panther. And all Wolverine Marvel. and the X-Men show up. Don't. Stop. My dick got hard. Stop. What? Show me. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and then number two, he says, if they did that on a scale of one to ten. God damn it. One being Buckets and ten being Noah's Flood. How much are you crying, Jordan? Ten. <laughs> no, Jordan, twelve. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about my academia. like, I can't even get mad if people are already... Are you sure you're not... I'm not Kevin Smith. I cry a lot like Kevin Smith in these things. <laughs> uh, I guess we're, we're, we have elements of both. <laughs> we have elements. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would definitely... If, that, if they do it right, and they would do it right because it's Marvel. I, I have complete faith in these Captain America writers. Yeah, I would... I could definitely see myself going... I mean, I, <laughs> I, 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 get, I get the
2: feels, but I just never... I don't cry. Now you've seen what happens when I see something super emotional. I ugly cry. (laughs) That's my and I've seen. I mean, I've been with you crying at other
1: movies, but I've never seen you like that. No, (laughs) that was that was (laughs) a different level. (laughs) We'll get there. On our last review comes from AKA the Spider Man. This is my Deku. This is our plus ultra plus uh, a number one plus ultra fan. Uh, It's a five star review, and the subject is one for all. Uh, hey everyone, amazing podcast as always. The latest episode of My Hero Academia was intense. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I was crying the entire time. Yeah, he takes that after me. <laughs> uh, not because it was sad, but because of everything All Might as a character means, I was genuinely scared. Every time Dick and them shouted at him to beat all for one and give it his all, I felt all of that. And Jordan, I watched the episode right after our little talk, so my emotions were all over the place. Oh, yeah, we've been talking a lot recently. He's a cool kid. I like him a lot. Uh, if he's your Deku, just like all
2: for one, I'm coming for you, Jacob. No! <laughs> <laughs> i point to him.
1: You're next, Jacob. <laughs> uh, anyways, I can't believe I got second and fifth place. Yeah, me either. I didn't know you could do two reviews at iTunes at one time, so that's kind of amazing. Uh, maybe Sylvia would drop out or something. Oh, and Xander. It's on, bro. Oh shit. <laughs> We're starting rivalries. Uh-oh. Uh I'll definitely go beyond plus ultra. Wait, does that mean Xander is my Bakugo? Aren't we the same age? <laughs> Actually, I think they are. I think they are. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, uh congrats on the congrats to the winner though. That's all I got for this week, kids. Keep doing what you're doing and stay nerdy, my blurdy. Love you guys. Go plus. Ultra, and Beyond. I wonder how many people we have that listen that list to this podcast that
2: are underage. I think it's Xander, Jacob, and Bradley.
1: Yeah, he's also younger. Those are the three I know about. Yeah, we curse a lot for I was going to say, why are you
2: guys listening to us? And <laughs>
1: hey, you tell a lot of dirty jokes for kids to be no, listening. No, I don't.
2: Yeah, you do. I'm very, I'm very PG. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty gross. This is a what PG stands for? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, well, he says, till next time. Uh, thanks, uh, Jacob. Always great to hear from you, We are you, bro. rated explicit. That's true, we are. So it's their fault. But... And, and I was
2: going to say, it's, it, it was rated explicit before I came on
1: here. Yeah. I always had a dirty mouth, but you, you took it to, you went plus ultra beyond with it. Did I, though? Yeah, you did. My first episode, no.
2: The second, my second episode, what did you say? No, this is because this is when Chris sent me the message. Like, I like you on the podcast. You bring something out of Jordan. No one fucks like Gaston. No Uh, one sucks sucks like like
1: Gaston. Gaston. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) They come from me. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of going plus ultra and beyond on this podcast, I mean, we could talk Incredibles first, but nah, son. We're going to start at the absolute height first. Let's talk about some My Heart. Do you want to start at the height? Yeah, I do. You wanna go? I wanna, I wanna go on a downward slope. I didn't say the Incredibles or Cloak and Dagger are bad. No, but. the downward slope is Supergirl. That is no, like, no, no, no,
2: no, no! I don't want to start low. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm like, because I, I feel like we should get Supergirl out the way. So no, then that way, <laughs> no, <laughs> it will take all my energy away. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to like the next section angry <laughs> and whatever's
1: after Supergirl. <laughs> well, then we go into news. So the news will will get us back on track. So I'll be angry at the news. Like, yeah. fuck the news. <laughs> but it is starting sad. And this way, I like starting with marketing Academia first because this way we get anybody who's not an anime fan to like, try and go, all right, I'm going to listen to it. Then I just it's mean first. they'll skip this first. Thing. Hope I'm hoping they don't. Especially, <laughs>
2: especially even if they are interested in uh, checking it out, they're not going to want
1: to listen to spoiler, like the spoiler review. Yeah, but I think if you do it enough times, cause we've been getting a lot more people saying that they've been watching My Hero Academia, and I think maybe it's because we've been putting more focus on it. So I think if we put it out there first, those people that don't listen to it, they'll get annoyed by you having to skip, and eventually they'll be like, fine, I'll watch the damn show, and then they'll thank us for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, this is My Hero Academia. This week's title was one 4
0: I don't even What's going on? Keep
1: I've got one note bro I've only got one note in my notes All the emotions (laughs) That's all I got for this week That's all I need Cause this week's episode You cannot tell me Last week you said Oh let me wait for I'm on the fence about it You cannot tell me That All Might is not a better Superman Than motherfucking Superman The symbol of peace The symbol of motherfucking peace. peace Uh huh are you with me now? Yeah, I'm with you. Now you're with me. Yeah. Oh man, I needed this episode, the definitive Superman episode. I was even thinking, I'm like, I have never, because this is essentially, like, we could say it's Dark side versus Superman, but I think more so this remind this gave me this reminded me of the comic book event Death of Superman. This reminded me of Superman versus Doomsday. Yeah, he's intelligent, and he's got like the swag of Lex Luthor and intelligence of the Dark Side and the, the calculatingness of the Dark Side, but like. In terms of like what this fight represented, it was the, the pinnacle of heroism fighting the ultimate evil for the sake of everyone. Even to the point where... I know the writer of this has to be so influenced by American Western comics. Yeah, like I mentioned Camino Ward, yeah, 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 Star yeah. Wars, and... All that stuff. But just the fact that it did the thing that Death of Superman did, where it had the world tuning into this battle. Just like we, the audience... We're like on the <coughs> edges of our seat watching All Might fight for all of us. The the world of my Arcademia tuned in on television. All the side characters, all the students, all the civilians. People we've never seen before. Just random civilians. We we got teachers, the, the president, all that stuff. Like they were all watching this fight, just like us. The meta of it. So good. Uh-huh. Like I said, man, I recorded myself and you've seen it. I have never cried so hard so much. For something, just not even just it being like sad, but it being so emotionally moving, inspirational. Yeah, it wasn't sad at all. Well, there were moments that were. They sad were
2: well, but but the overall the way it ended.
1: Yeah, and what? Just we're gonna spoil it. for those that don't know our rating system here on Blurred Vision because we're gonna it's Perfect Vision. Can we just say it right now, yes, Perfect Vision? Yes, yes. But here's our rating system for those that don't know.
0: We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system goes from poor vision to
2: perfect vision
0: in the middle there's passable and then you have less than passable and more than
2: passable beyond plus ultra vision
1: <laughs> yeah that's gonna be our new rating for this beyond plus ultra vision <laughs> because god damn it we, this, this whole season we've been saying this might be the best episode this season or this no. this entire show then the next episode this might be the best episode <laughs> this is definitively the best episode of the entire fucking show until next week <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no! I think it's gonna it's gonna calm down next week. Oh like, yeah, it's gonna
2: calm down, but it's still the most it's still the most the aftermath of it, which yeah. is it's gonna be
1: okay. ugh. Oh, the feelings. <laughs> and I'll be honest, even though you kind of spoil it for me by reading the comic and going like, "Oh, he's gonna like retire after this fight," my Hero Academia is so good at setting up drama and paying it off within an episode. I forgot, like that thought was gone watching this episode. I wasn't going, "Oh, he's gonna be fine." The entire episode, I'm like. And you even saw it in the clip I showed you. I kept going, "Don't die, don't die, please don't die." No, all my please. like it's yeah, so good. Yeah, because I mean, just good. because it happens in the manga doesn't necessarily mean. Mm, I don't think it's like a Walking Dead. that might change things from the manga. I don't think anime does it as much. Because I don't know how. Because I don't read it. I don't know how faithful they've been. They've been extremely faithful. Oh, okay. I don't know that compared to the manga. I've been told that from everybody. Oh, else. Okay. And usually, usually anime does, unless the manga is ahead. Which happens in some cases, like Full Metal Alchemist or Dragon Ball Super. I mean, does the anime is ahead. No, unless the manga is it. No, no, Yeah, you're right. You're, I'm sorry. Unless the anime is ahead, they don't. Um, they usually don't change much. But because the the anime is still behind the manga from My Academia, they've been very faithful. Yeah, because I think the
2: manga is way past this point.
1: Yeah, which is kudos to the internet for not spoiling anything. Because I ha- I didn't even know what was going to happen in this fight until you fucking told me he was gonna retire. Well, that's all I know. But I didn't know like what happened. <laughs> It's funny, because like I said, I didn't even think about, like, I should have known he's going to be fine, but just the way they set up drama, I literally was just like, he could die at any moment, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and the only reason I know, because I wanted to look up more about his
2: quirks, specifically, so I went to like the My yeah. Hero Wikipedia page, and like right in his bio, it says he retires after the awful one. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Thanks,
1: internet. <laughs> but as you guys have known who watch this, and if you don't watch it, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Honestly, don't watch, don't listen to this podcast anymore. If you don't watch my academia, I don't want you. Yeah, we're not your, we're not your friends. <laughs> yeah, you can't call us your bestie. Everybody does, awesome for you. But anyone who calls us their bestie or whatever and they don't watch my academia, you're no friend of mine. <laughs> you don't know, you don't know what love means. I don't like the anime aesthetic. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on those people. <laughs> but this is, this is a continuation of all for one. I mean, uh, all might. The, the Superman of this universe fighting the ultimate villain all for one. And this is after Deku and his friends have gotten away from the battle. They've cleared wait, the battlefield. Wait, wait, Pause real quick. What? what you, I just thought about something. What would you say is better? My Hero
2: or Avatar? My Hero, yeah.
1: I'm so I, I love <laughs> Avatar Last Airbender. And that gave me a lot of feels core had moments more so no, I didn't last... say no
2: I didn't say core
1: no 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 I'm talking about both I'm, I'm, I'm putting both in the same category like they're all one show to me um but last airbender especially toward the end when it got really heavy and like the last battle and his like his like uh, ideal ideology battle with the with the phoenix lord the fire nation king that was all that was all great all emotional but Nothing touches my hercademia. You saw the video, Michael. You see me, but <laughs> I
2: didn't know what you did in the avatar. No. I didn't know, I didn't know you back then. That's true. I never I, but I never really
1: cried for anything No, I think you did. Me. You're, thi- you're thi- I'm thinking you're thinking too hard. I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean I maybe like you know, I might get misty in things, but this my hercademia is beyond that. <laughs> like like I said, I, I had water coming out of every orifice like like a family member di- I've had family members die <laughs> that I have not cried that much at Michael. And that embarrasses me to admit, but it's true. And like I get kudos to the show and the writing and the character development for getting me to that point. But when All Might was on the verge of dying fighting all for one by the end of this episode, like I, he might as well have been like uh, your cousin's dying, or like your grandfather's dying, something like that. Like it's that level. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, but it's it's. Well, what do you think? I uh, yeah, my hero.
2: Okay, I agree. It's a trick question. You were trying to test me. I wanted to see. Yeah, I wanted to see what you would say. Yeah, my hero for sure. Uh, not even a question. Because <laughs> I feel like in terms of an, uh granted, I know this. Uh, my hero is an actual anime, and. Uh, uh, Avatar isn't but it's based in that style but I would consider those like the the these two the like the best cartoons ever mm-hmm.
1: I agree so I'm like which one Avatar Less Inventor is amazingly written especially for a kids mo- a show mm-hmm. um, especially with Nickelodeon like damn basically blue expectations out of the water but speaking of blue expectations not out mo- of the water not that movie though <laughs> the movie oh no well they like a movie ew gross don't talk about that <laughs> we, don't, we don't even we don't reference that don't ever we don't acknowledge that yeah it didn't happen <laughs> But, so this this is the final conclusion of the All Might versus All for One battle. The kids are off the playing field. Now it's just Grant Torino, All Might, one random civilian. Yeah, I, was like,
3: what you, I was like, who is this? Why
1: are you still here? Like, what the fuck?
2: But in the very I was like, is she a pro hero? No, just no, some random chick. Just one <laughs>
1: civilian left. There's like everyone else evacuated but there's one chick there. But, but my God, when she's rooting him on. That was the audience. They, they did, again, they're so smart about just inserting small moments for the audience. to be like, don't give up, All Might. I was like, and at the same time, I'm going, don't give up, All Might. <laughs> but the the battle begins as it left off in the last episode with All For One basically being unaffected by all of All Might's best attacks. He's blown back. Gran Torino catches him. The battle ensues again, even though All Might's got like the stroke face going on. He's, he's losing his powers. When he gets blown to the... Like, defeated to the point where he completely goes uh, Toshinori. He, yeah, he deflates. He deflates. And b- before we get even there, the fact that it starts with him talking about his origin and having flashbacks to... um uh the Nina. Nina. And it, like we thought, and you said last week, she is a relative of uh, Shigaraki. The grandmother. Yeah. And that shook All Might to his core because he thought... Like, his he's like superman so knowing that someone he cherished so much he kind of failed because someone that is a relative ended up falling to the dark side and the the comparisons of all for one to the darth vader thing are so spot on now because that's basically kylo ren like the grandson Mm It's the same exact thing like this guy is a huge star wars fan obviously camino all that stuff but him losing his abilities and going full Toshinori during the fight. And then having all of the people in the world watching. And finding out simultaneously that he's basically All Might has lost his powers. And not even caring. And still, they didn't even... Well, ca- at first... Yeah, was, at first, yeah. But that's what... They took you through all the mo- emotions. Because at first, it's like, oh my God, everyone knows. That was freaking out. It's like, oh my God. Now, the world. you could see hope draining. Where it's like, that's All Might? What the hell is going on? What's going to happen? And then when the Justice League shows up, <laughs> fucking in depth, I was even emotional when Endeavor showed up and saw All Might in that way. And instead of him being like an asshole about it, he wasn't. He was more like, like, I I you were my goal and to see you in this state. Like he was mad just that it was like, How did this happen to you? What are you doing? <laughs> like even his rival is his fan. Like, that's the kind of effect All Might has in the world. Even at one point, Gran Torino tells everybody, tells him that, or well, not here to tell him, but he thinks it. like, he's the pillar. Like, the world, and you feel it because the world's watching and, like, they, they're going through their emotions of, like, okay, well, he's depowered, but then even though he's depowered, like you said, they start coming around and going, okay, well, he might be depowered, but he's still our All Might. Save us, All Might. If you can't do it, who can? Come on, All Might. All Might. All Might. And you just see the effect on the world that he is that's Superman talks about being this means hope this symbol means hope but god damn it you could say it but fucking All Might lives it this show exemplifies it in the best way I, and I can't help but compare it like I said it's better than the comic version of Superman vs. Doomsday but the most prominent version now unfortunately is BVS mm-hmm. and that's like the like, if you were to grade a Doomsday vs. Uh, Superman fight that's like an F minus <laughs> This is like an A plus plus. Not S. even a, not even
2: an F. You just can't, you can't grade it. Just burn just burn the paper. This is a note. Come see me after class. Yeah. Go <laughs> Principal's office.
1: Yeah.
2: You you've been expelled.
1: We gotta talk. Like we get no. <laughs> this is unacceptable, Zack Snyder. Unacceptable.
2: But yeah. but then you go to Justice League. He's the symbol of hope. We gotta bring, We gotta bring Clark back because <laughs> the world needs him. <laughs>
1: He's the best of all of us. Bitch, win. When? <laughs> when was he that? But my redeeming does painstakingly exemplifies how he is to the point where when the crowd is cheering for a deep power all might i'm right there with them when the justice league shows up it's like in the doomsday superman fight at one point the justice league comes to help superman and they all get defeated the exact same thing happens here in my academia and endeavor number two it, i like when uh all for one complimented him and was like <laughs> uh as expected of the man who climbed Climed number up, two, yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, he got respect for these bitches." But he still don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, he still don't give a zero fucks. He has no face. In that whole fight, he has no face, no, no eyes, ice, no nose. No... I'm like, I'm like, how, like, how you are you breathing? alive? Yeah, how are you breathing? <laughs> like, what the fuck?
2: But then I can say the same thing about All Might. He doesn't have a stomach. Like, how the fuck are
1: you? And he's missing a lot of his organs. Like, how the fuck are you alive? That's, good. That's a good point. <laughs> how do you... Do you eat? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the, when the Justice League are fighting All for One, they all get defeated. And it once again, it comes down to All Might versus All for One. And he, just, he hits him with that. He's like, oh, well. Or, uh, what is it? Kami Com- Woods.
2: It's like... I'm a re- We can rest. We can rescue these people to like get. Pe- if we could just take oh. a little bit of burden off of you oh. to to defeat this guy, because you're the only one that can do it. All might.
1: Yes. It's that 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 turn where everybody's just like, we don't care what you look like. We don't care what's on the surface. We know you're our guy. Do it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, do it. <laughs> but, but then he rocks them with the like, I got your grandson, bitch. I got I got her grandson, bitch. I know you love your master, but I I was looking for the one thing. That could destroy your hope, and this was it. I took the small piece of what was left of her, and I would. Right when I, I was like, "Yo, this guy is fucking like all oh, that talk we bitch. had. A- yeah, <laughs>
2: all that talk we had about muscular being a psycho. No, fuck this guy. <laughs> yes,
1: but <that's> so evil, <laughs> and the fact that it works to an extent. Like you again, just like when um, Baku got like, captured before, and all my scream. No, like when he gets rocked by emotion, I feel it. Like, I feel that he feels it. So, I was right there with him, like, oh, my God. he Like, he he, he might not win. I was, at that point, I was still thinking that All For One would win. Because it was, like, there was no chance in my mind. I mean, in
2: some ways, he still did. Because
1: he's not dead. He's not dead. But, I mean, like, I didn't know how his battle was going to end in the end. So, I was, like, even if he doesn't win the physical battle... In that moment, he still won the emotional battle. He still won, like, the battle of wills because he was able to take something away that All Might couldn't just, like, willpower through. Like, he, he did take something from him. So I'm like, oh, you fucking asshole! Kill him, All Might! <laughs> oh! But then, when it comes down to him versus All for One, and then All for One goes, you know, before, I wasn't even trying to kill you. I was just trying to wear you down. Mm-hmm. I'm on, and he's, then he starts like talking about all the different powers he's combining yeah. into his arm, and then his arm transforms it's, in that yeah. giant,
2: full Resident Evil T virus.
1: That's what it reminded me of like Nemesis or yeah. something. That shit was freaky. And I, I should. I, Claire. I, oh fuck you,
0: Steve. <laughs> Steve,
1: <laughs> I forgot to get it. You brought it back.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Help me, Claire. <laughs> oh fuck you, man. But it was that thing where, like, and I actually, in the video, I, I literally go, What the fuck is that? I'm like, well, How's he gonna fight that? He's like, This arm is gonna destroy you, All Might. And when they do the clash, I can't tell you how fucking scared. I am literally butthole puckering, clenching the edge of my seat, like, Oh no, no! And he does the punch, and his, All Might's arm starts exploding, blood starts spurting out of every single orifice. I was like oh my god oh my god no his arm did a deku at one point yeah like you could see his fingers and stuff were all like bruised and like uh destroyed and brown like when deku's arms get overtaxed. Mm-hmm. so like and, and that it felt like a deku fight and we never seen oh get to that point we've nope. seen him go 110 percent and win but we never seen him on the brink of losing and I'm very very missing the muscular fight too I like the parallels there mm-hmm. but I, still I was still like but is he going to die, though? <laughs> like, this might be the one time going plus ultra, don't work. Even though
2: I knew he wasn't going to die, I was still like, how the fuck is he going to win? Like, I don't know. I don't
1: see no win for this. Because all for, even after fighting the Justice League people, all for one wasn't, he didn't look like he took any real damage. No. He didn't seem tired. So I was like, what the fuck
2: is going to happen? And then it also goes to show, because, I mean, even Endeavor kind of talked about it. He was like, I saw the gap between us. Like, even with him being number two, mm-hmm. it's not like he fought of one a little bit like kind of like vegeta like, oh he i could hang with you a little bit then i get my ass beat no he was like instantly taken off the
1: board mm, a young endeavor too like so i guess Endeavor more in his prime so i'm like yeah if he can't even touch all might because when endeavor showed up at first i was like okay he's number two at least if everybody together versus all from one, maybe they have a chance. Nope. Nah, son. <laughs> not even close. I'm like, this is like Superman. Like, no one's useful but Superman.
2: Yeah, he had a, he had a Vegeta moment in uh, the Buu Saga. He was like, you've always surpassed me.
1: Oh, yeah. He yeah. accepts it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all these feels. <laughs> but then when they clash and All Might's arm is being destroyed, and then the point where he goes, uh, damage, nullification, just like the Nomu thing, I'm like... He's fucked. Always oh, going to die. It's over. <laughs> oh my god. He can't go 110 percent anymore. He's already taxed. Yeah, cuz he's already on taxed. I like, go, "Oh no." I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. <laughs> but then there was an earlier moment in the fight where uh Grant told him like you can't fight head on. You got to be more tricky than that because yeah. he can't like he he knows how you fight. And he knows how to trick you with emotion. That's how he got you the first time. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So I literally tempting him with the his his master in the first fight is what led to this in the first place. Um, and then the entire fight, again, you're getting flashbacks to his conversations with her and flashbacks between Gran Torino and her about All Might and about carrying the torch and about being a symbol of peace and about the smile and all the things that make All Might All Might. So you got all of these emotions going on and you're just going, what the fuck? How is he going to get out of this? And then, and at that point too, I was also like, this is how Deku is... If, If he loses here, again, I didn't know what was going to happen at the end. I'm like, if All Might loses, this is probably the only way Deku is going to be stronger than All Might. Because he's got strength, but strategy too. So I'm thinking tricky, I'm like, that's a a Deku thing. Mm -hmm. Deku would be able to get out of this. But, God damn it, if All Might didn't pull through with the fucking his own tricks, when he reveals that, that the arm that he made big to clash with All For One's giant monster arm was just a bait. A decoy. Yeah, and he, he transfers all that power that he, he thought was in that arm that he hit with uh, All For One's arm into his other arm. And then there's like a cross counter into All For One's face. I was like, yeah! And then he goes... United States of
3: smash
1: I'm like, ah! <laughs> used, again you saw the video I literally burst into tears I'm, like,
2: nah! I'm kind of curious what the, in terms of like the creator like what made him come up with because all of his attacks are American I think De- all might's American Delaware smash Texas smash now United States of smash I mean Oklahoma all I, I think all might's
1: supposed to be American right he's got I don't blonde know. hair i don't know i think he is i think that's why and then i think at some point someone did say like the american in reference to all might i'm pretty sure i could be wrong but i feel like that's why he does that i don't think it's him just appropriating culture no, you could be. <laughs> i appropriate your <laughs> culture i don't think it's that i think he actually is american which is just funnier that a japanese person wrote an american like that to have like all his moves be american but fuck! if I'm waiting, United, I'm waiting for a New Jersey smash. No one cares about New Jersey though.
2: <laughs> fuck those people.
1: Wait, the United States of Smash had me. Like, were you not fucking like? Yeah, I was. Yeah,
2: I was. Like, so much come. I
1: oh, he <laughs> smashed him into the
2: ground. And I, but then, but not only that. Before he did that, he said goodbye, awful one. United States of, and then but uh. then he still didn't die. I'm like, what the
1: fuck does it take? Well, this dude's got all the quirks. He's got to have regeneration and shit, too, right? I guess.
2: But still. Also, he, that's even why though, I said, technically, he won. Because, I mean, All Might is done. Like, there is no more All Might. But he's still around. Yeah. And Shigaraki's
1: still around. And speaking of done. Like, that moment where he smashed him made me, like, cry tears of joy. But then immediately afterwards, where's where a mo? It's, and it's just like Infinity War. Because you don't know. After he punches him, there's silence. Just like Infinity War. And I was like... <gasps> breath breathless like is he gonna die Cause you, you know how in anime, you know you know in this shit when you do like an amazing final attack and then you're standing and then you just fall over and die yeah, you fall over yeah i'm like don't fucking do <laughs> it man i thought he was, i didn't think he was gonna die but i thought he's gonna fall over same but not the symbol of peace not a true symbol of hope and then even Torino says like they're like don't push it all might but grantorino's like no he's not done he's still working because he might have beat all for one but him as a pillar. Yeah, he, he has to, let, to
2: He likes to let people know.
1: Yeah, he has to be like tell, give hope to the it's, world. Yeah, it's
2: okay now. I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> but what got me? This is where I did the
1: the ugly ass. Oh, yeah, I, I thought he was gonna
2: do a thumbs up.
1: I I saw the video. I said that too. I was like thumbs up. But he puts a fist up, and that that got me a little bit. But then it gets big. That's what got me. I was like, oh my god! And then he gets big on top of it to be like yes and i'm like oh and everybody cheers oh my oh my i was oh, it's the last oh, uh, i'm pretty sure that's oh, the last my. time he could do that i think that's why he did it you were asking me before like why would he do like how could he do that but i'm like i think that's the last time he can so he like gl- like he was already 120 so he was like let me just do this one more time and then at the very end what killed me when he points to the screen and he goes you're next that's exactly that exact quote, right?
2: I think it's yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so.
1: But like you know, to everyone, and Deku says it like to everyone else, it seems like he's talking to villains. Like you're all next. I thought actually he was referring to up and coming heroes. Like you're all next. Like you can all be this one day. So I guess it works in both ways. But Deku saw as a message to all the villains. Like don't don't fuck with America. <laughs> you're all next. But then Deku realized it was a message to him. As in like this was literally. Like he gave it everything he had, and he can't fight anymore. They mm-hmm. so say was talking to Deku like the torch is now being. Passed speaking in. of which, actually, we skipped something. Like during that fight,
2: when uh, All For One was like, "I'm gonna kill you," and he started seeing Deku, and especially when he mentioned Deku, like you gave you gave All For One to that boy Izuku Midoriya, oh, didn't you? That freaked me out when he was like, "Oh, he knows about Deku." Yeah, yeah. And so All Might, with him trying to kill All Might, he's like. I might have been a bad teacher to this kid, but God, my God, I'm going to survive because I have so much to teach him. Yeah. So no matter what, I'm going to live and
0: fuck you up. <laughs> it was so good.
1: <laughs> oh my! Even the imagery when he's like, like, um, protecting the little flame, like the metaphor for like his spirit not dying yeah. out, and like the naked, skinny uh, All Might is like cuddling. like Oh, then when the
2: previous All for One Holder took that little ball of power. And handed it to him, and yes. that's when he did the
1: United States of Smash! Yes! All of those flashbacks were perfectly done to hit you with the, all the emotion for that United States of Smash moment. And, like, it, the reaction from the crowd is what got me. Just to, like, the every, king of the north! The, the king, king of the north! <laughs> See that video made me cry, but the moment in the Game of Thrones didn't make me cry. But this shit they all oh my I was like Ted Mike Ted, Mike
2: Ted, Mike Everyone both Deku and Bakugo came together. Oh my, win Yes
1: <laughs> when they yelled together. Like oh that was like fanboyism like at its best right there. During the fight where everybody's like, Oh my god, what's gonna happen? Like, is he gonna die? Oh my god, oh, my oh it's so bad. Yeah. The symbol of peace. Yeah. Everybody's watching that fight you can't tell me he's not a better superman than superman he's so good but then yeah what got me balling and like even in the end credits I was crying the entire time but just that end where Deku cries because he knows like it's the end of like all all might as we know it and then Mako just looking at him like oh shit and you say that that's because he's putting it together like oh that's why you have the power right that's what I yeah that's what I think that makes sense I just like the moments Cause, where cause, you can see cause, cause, not being Because be de-
2: Deku is the only one that he told that the power wasn't originally his. Because mm-hmm. they've known each other since they were like kids. Yeah. So he knew Deku was quirk- quirkless at one point.
1: Yeah.
2: So that's when he's like told him, "I have borrowed power. Like this is borrowed power." Yeah. So I have a feeling that's
1: going to come up at some point. <sighs> I just like when Bakugo's not an asshole. And you can see like the little human moments between them, so I, I like that moment. Just him looking. I mean, at, I at, texted you
2: uh, last week, and you said nah. When I said, I said, I, th- I have a feeling that after this moment that happened with All Might, when he got kidnapped and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that it's gonna not change him a lot. Like, he's still gonna be Bakugo, but I feel like it's gonna lessen his hardness.
1: Well, it's to be to a, seen to an extent, but I hope so. That'd be nice. I, I think I said wishful thinking,
2: but I mean, yeah, be... that's 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 what you're saying. That's yeah. what your response was. Wishful thinking. I was like, nah, I, I have a feeling. I hope so because Gra- Deku's He's, an he's still gonna be he's still gonna be an asshole, but not as much. I don't I don't think. I hope maybe the well yeah I don't know maybe the, I was gonna say maybe the Deku, but everybody I don't know.
1: Just take it down from eleven to like a seven. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're too much sometimes, bro. <laughs> Just take it down a little bit. Like cause I was also watching um a top five moments of My Academia. This past weekend, which three of the five made me cry, <laughs> but like one of them was the um, Bakugo and Deku versus All Might, where Bakugo is like literally being held down by All Might and like biting his hand, and he just won't give up. It's like his his like Deku moment where he just won't give up no matter what, and then Deku goes to save him, and them running off together to the finish line and doing that test, like moments like that, I love between Bakugo and Deku So Deku, so I hope they. Do more of those in the future, and Bakugo becomes less of an asshole.
2: Hopefully, because <laughs> yeah, if they, if they, I feel like if they were to actually team up, nobody could stop them. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like Vegeta and Goku. If they were to actually team up, nobody could. And they've said that a lot of times in the anime. Yeah. If they actually were to work, were to work together, nobody would be able to stop them.
1: Cut to Tournament of Power. All right, guys, the is a team nah
2: nah. like what (laughs) Frieza and Goku did I'm like you know the universe is at stake right (laughs) nah Uh, like what are you doing
1: meanwhile it ends with Goku, Frieza and 17 working together
2: what the villains in him I'm
1: like this is how this
2: ends well 17 isn't a villain anymore but I'm like but they both were villains this is how it ends instead of Goku and Vegeta finally working together Goku and Frieza come on ridiculous
1: (laughs) 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 fucking ridiculous but no Meyer, give me a the highest of Perfect Visions. Like, I I had to wait a half hour before plus, we started the podcast. Plus UltraVision. Yeah, plus UltraVision. Because I was like, I was I wrecked. Was after this episode, wrecked. Like, I literally, for like literally 20 minutes plus after the episode, I was like, oh. <laughs> So good. Yeah, I'm going to watch it again when I get home. Oh, my God. I just can't get over Like, what a Father's Day episode. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. What the, the timing of this? Before Father's Day, you get the most dad might, dad might that's ever been dad might. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Raise that fist. Raise that fist, man. That moment was so cool. <laughs> all right, you want you know, to? Let's move on. Like, we've been talking about, we've been gushing about my Hair academia too long. Am I? Like, Did we miss anything? Uh, I don't think so. Like I said, my only note this week was all the emotions. I wanna, I, but I do
2: want to know how the fuck is he dead. Like it looked like his head was about to explode when he took that United States word I just love the like the fact even that his he, mouth this,
1: the mask piece that he had on that shit blew up did we talk about the theory I might even talk about it with somebody else but did we talk about the theory about him being Darth Vader and Deku being his son I've seen that theory online oh you're talking about All for One because whenever you get flashbacks of All for One like you know and they don't show his face they show kind of his hair and his hair is reminiscent of Deku and we've already established that the main writer uh, the uh, main writer the writer yeah but
2: wouldn't he have a quirk
1: well no not necessarily his mother mother has a quirk but not even that he can take quirks so maybe all for one took his quirk when he was born maybe but just the fact that we've never seen his face the main writer I should say the main writer the writer loves Star Wars to the point where it's referenced everywhere he's got a Darth Vader vibe for sure I thought that before even I knew this theory. I just was like, "Oh, he's Darth Vader." That would be a very that would
2: be a crazy fucking twist. And
1: that's why he, you can't they they purposely don't show you his face and Deku's father is convenient. Well, I thought because he doesn't missing. have a face because that's his injury from the fight. But isn't that convenient? Yeah. What I'm saying because if you saw his face, maybe it would look like Deku. And on top of that, why is Deku's father? They never even talked about that really. That's a, that's a trope in like these kind of things. But even like that's a comparison to Luke. Take one letter was an anagram for Luke, but you replace the D with an L. But then also, same thing for Luke Skywalker. He Where's, where's his father in the beginning of the story? A person with no power gains power. Same thing for Deku. Uh, all for one. I mean, all for, he's not all for one. Um, all Might is kind of like his Obi-Wan. Gran Torino, kind of like his Yoda. He's small like Yoda. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's all these weird... Which,
2: now that you bring that up, that... Confused me. What do you mean? Because remember they showed a flashback to he him. He was hot. He Why, was so even, hot. Not even just that, but he was taller too. I'm like, how the fuck did you?
1: Anime old age man. It's a bitch. You hit you hit like sixty in the anime years, and you go you shrink four like four feet. I'm like, how does that work? Anime. <laughs> <laughs> but you see these comparisons, so it's like. That theory kind of holds water for me. He was kind of hot though, didn't he? He was good looking. I'm like, that's Grant Torino? I was like, what the fuck? And he had great hair in the flashback too. So I was like, he wasn't that much younger, like 20 years maybe. So he was like 50 there, and now he's 70, I guess, ish. But yet he shrunk four feet. Yeah, he basically did. <laughs> All that speed <laughs> and kill your joints, make your you small. Ja- yeah. But, um, but yeah, dude, like, what do you think about that theory?
2: I was gonna say, I mean, if it happens, I'll be like, ah, oh, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, but see, and, the, and it's stacking up. The Shigaraki, kind of like a Kylo Ren, like. Because I was gonna say,
2: it, it would kind of be too close to that in a sense. I'm like, so would they do it again? The Shigaraki True. and the other—he's related to the other awful previous One For All holder.
1: True, and that
2: that would be kind of redundant. It's
1: like, why would you need to make Shigaraki? But I. Mm... But that was more for All Might. Yeah, he didn't know Deku until now. I mean, he didn't know Deku had his power until now. Hmm. I don't know. But it's an then, interesting theory. And then considering, like
2: I said, I feel like Shigaraki's going to be Deku's awful one. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. Mm. If it turns out Shigaraki's...
1: Why does he make sense time-wise? <laughs> we don't know how old he is. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's get into um, Incredibles 2 exactly
0: is Mom's new job. She's an advocate for superheroes.
1: But I thought superheroes were still illegal.
0: Hey! Hey! The bus is here! So, things haven't spiraled out of control the moment I left?
3: Oh, oh my God.
0: And Jack-Jack? Oh. Looks normal to me. What the?! Num-num, cookie! You're not... cooking. Never... Oh, my God! Cookie. Whoa! Dang. That is freaky. Supers are no longer in control. <laughs> I am. Sit up. I'll be there ASAP. You better be back ASAP! ASAP. It's up to us. Yeah, baby! Ugh. Now!
2: Hey,
1: little baby.
2: Where are your- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Like I said before, man, this is fourteen years in the making. Yep, I was eighteen when Incredibles came don't, out. Don't date yourself, bro. <laughs> now everyone guessed your age. Now they're, you're old as fuck. <laughs> Whatever, fuck you. <laughs> you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Not <it's> old you. <laughs> Whatever, fuck you. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, let's just get into right into our, our thoughts about Incredibles too, like how we thought about it compared to the first one. Um, we're gonna for this, we're gonna do non-spoilers first, and then jump into spoilers after we give our rating. So, what did you think of Incredibles two, the sequel to the Incredibles? Ten years later, ten plus years later for us, but for the characters, literally moments after the end of the first movie. Yeah, fourteen years. Yeah, which is interesting. I, I, I kind of would have liked them to kind of grow up with us, but how what they did with the movie, I'm okay with it. But yeah, how did you feel about Incredibles two? Yeah,
2: overall, I enjoyed uh, Incredibles two. Like I said, fourteen years later, I would say. Out of all the Pixar movies, Incredibles and Toy Story are like neck and neck mm. in terms of which ones I like the most.
1: <laughs> Toy Story 3, but in terms the of, darkest one. <laughs> yeah, but in, terms of, but in
2: terms of rewatch value, I, I, I watched Incredibles more than I watched the Toy Story, even if I like... I don't know which one I like the most, but uh, yeah, I, I thought you know, with with time and technology, like the technology got better, the animation looked great. Oh, Frozen's ability looks fucking
1: amazing now. Yeah,
2: Fro. I, th- I feel like they gave Frozo more powers. Like he's way more powerful in this one than he was in the original.
1: Agreed. I think they did a lot of like Iceman slides in the first one more so. Yeah, that's pretty much
2: all he did. Yeah. And even then, like, there were moments where he, even when doing that, he had to take some water because he was losing his ability. We didn't have to, we didn't see him drink any water.
1: Oh, I got to rewatch the first one. I I don't remember that. Yeah,
2: we didn't see him drink water in this one, Um, even though he was using way more ice constructs. Oh, for sure. And so, so I was glad to, uh, see more more Frozone
1: like, I'm Samuel L. Jackson bitch I'm, I should be the strongest yeah, put one put
2: me in this movie I, I mean technically if he's if he's Iceman Iceman is Omega yeah but yeah so I was I was glad to see more Frozone in this movie uh I'm glad to just get the Incredibles back uh yeah like I was saying the animation was great there was the lighting like there was a action sequence with Mrs. Incredible on a motorcycle, like. That looked great. Shut the fuck up.
3: Because <laughs> I, I, I already know what you were gonna say. But yeah,
2: for the people that can't, for the people that can't see us, Jordan was giving me an expression because like you thought it looks great. Yeah, Jordan's giving me expression because Ms. It's Ms. about lighting. Yeah, I was
1: looking at the lighting, my dude. Yeah, Elastigirl,
2: her ass. She got a black girl booty.
1: Well, was it bigger than the last movie? Like I. Maybe I well, was I younger. I haven't,
2: seen, I haven't seen a Crabble. Maybe
1: it's because I was younger. I wasn't that much. I wasn't that young when, I was, when the first one came out. So it was like, it's not like I was like... What were you, fourth 16? Yeah, 16.
2: So it's like I wasn't that young.
1: So it's like... I feel like I noticed it way more in this movie does that become more perverted with old age? I think that's what it is. I don't know, man. Her ass looks <laughs> scrumptious. <laughs> like That's <laughs> why
2: I said she had a black girl booty. Eat the
1: booty like groceries, yes please. <laughs> I would. Like goddamn like in the motorcycle scenes, especially. I'm sorry, when she was doing that shit where like she was like I mean it could be whack with a motorcycle, like why do you need a motorcycle? You're elastic girl. But like when she was like separating her like the motorcycle into two parts with her elastic body in the middle. Spoilers, Jordan. Is that spoilers? (laughs) But even that was sexy as
2: fuck.
1: I was like, oh my god.
2: But aside from her ass, the way that
1: (laughs) (laughs) That ass is a perfect vision. I'll say that right now. (laughs) God damn.
2: The way that scene looked was great like I had I had a good time with that scene I had a good time too shut the fuck up <laughs> finally I get to do it I get to be a pervert I don't like it <laughs> what it's only supposed to be me hypocrite <laughs> but I don't even know what I'm gonna say now <laughs> I'll talk more about the booty <laughs> Mr. Incredible's booty. No, he didn't have one. <laughs> so I can't even I mean, say he's, nothing.
1: He's thick too. <laughs> no, Up no. top though. Yeah, I was going to not really. In the body. Not really. In the, in the pecs.
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, so I, I enjoyed that scene. Uh, the, the, the the moments with... Uh, <laughs> she
1: has to succeed, so I can succeed, <laughs> so we can succeed. I like that line.
2: Yeah, uh, the moments with Jack-Jack. I, f- I feel like Jack-Jack stole this movie. He was, he was oh, great. Oh yeah. He was great. Especially compared to the first one, uh, definitely compared to the first one, because I mean, in the first one, he didn't really, he didn't have his powers. No,
1: I think he. Oh, that's right. The little thing about Jack Jack was um, they thought they thought he
2: was quirkless, basically. Yeah,
1: no, 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 no. I mean, they did like a, a short about the the babysitter and him, and the babysitter knew he had powers too. I think I saw that. Yeah, but that wasn't in the movie. I no, it that was wasn't the in movie. the movie. Yeah, so there was no stuff with Jack Jack really in the first movie. Yeah, but, all the
2: parents and even the kids thought he was. Yeah. Only Syndrome knew. They thought he was Deku, basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and, and funny enough, I, I and this is why I'm like, see, Disney needs to get the their rights to Fantastic Four back because I already <laughs> did two Fantastic Four movies, and they're doing them great. Granted, Pixar, when the, the first movie, they didn't have a, uh, they didn't Disney didn't have the rights to them, but still, it's like, come on.
1: I mean, the first Incredibles is doing superhero movies well before we even got to like the good era of superhero movies. Yeah, pretty much. Was that before Iron Man?
2: Yeah, fourteen, 14 years, years ago. ago.
1: Yeah, wow.
2: Because uh, wow, MC- yeah, MCU was only ten years.
1: What is the excuse, Fantastic Four? <laughs> God, you had three attempts.
2: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I I enjoy seeing the characters again. I will say, uh, I got we got more of uh, this. This was definitely Elastigirl's movie, and even Mister Incredibles movie. You didn't really get that much from the kids.
1: Yeah, I think it was more of a balance in the first one. Yeah. So, uh, if not leaning more toward Mr. Incredible for most of it yeah but you still then got in the latter half it becomes about her I was gonna say but, yeah
2: but you still got a sense of like, this one was more so just Elastigirl and then later Mr. Incredible but not so much like I feel like the kids didn't really do much yeah uh, and also I didn't really care for the villain that much
1: oh the villain was terrible yeah the villain and, the, and super predictable it's very
2: predictable so predictable. Like, like, I, like I, the
1: first moment, it's like, well, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What was his name? Screen slave. Screen slaver. Which, like, the concept, I like. I can see it from my review, but I like, I like the concept. Yeah, I like the concept, but, but like, it, didn't it, do it was no, it with was it. no syndrome. But it could have been, cause the idea is like that. That's very just like syndrome was relatable for like the the fanboy aspect. Yeah, toxic fandom. Toxic fandom before toxic fandom was a thing. Which now it totally is. Yeah, but like the screen slayer, I feel like we are like the. Yeah, they could they could have went like
2: Black Mirror ish. Yeah, like, with, we, like you know, with the with the uh, guy, the politician and the pig, and how people are glued to the TV.
1: Yeah, but they didn't go far enough with no, it. No, they didn't go far enough at all. Yeah, so I feel like there was just wasted potential there. But it, it could have been a great commentary on our current state of like uh, society, but they didn't do enough.
2: Yeah, I agree. And even with that, like I feel like the stakes weren't as high in this movie I feel like everything kind of wrapped up a little too quickly so with that said it, and, and, mm-hmm. it, and even though overall like I, I had a lot of moments where I laughed in this movie I really did enjoy this movie but because of that like the weak villain and the fact that I didn't feel like there were a lot of stakes and all that like everything wrapped up so quickly and also the lack of real character development for the kids I would give it a a waver between more than passable and high more than passable
1: hmm I can just jump in right now because I'm going to echo a lot of your points. I'd actually give it a more than passable. So if you want to jump on that, hot, more, that more than passable train, we're on the same boat. <laughs> um, nah, I'm on too. the same boat. Just like the boat at the end of the movie. Da, 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 da. All right. Got right. <laughs> <laughs> <Bad laughs> um, jokes. Yeah, I got, got jokes and jokes and jokes and ha 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 ha. But yeah, a lot of what you said is like the same thing I felt. Um, I don't know about the stakes. I was thinking about when you said that. I agree. Actually, no, I do agree with you because in the first movie, toward the end, especially that scene when they're in the plane and like the the missiles are heading for the kids and Mrs. Fantastic, like I got a real sense of like there was like a a chance of them dying. You know what I mean? It felt like that was a very real scary moment. There wasn't really anything like that in this movie. I never really feel a fear for anybody's no. lives.
2: Soon as something happened, they wrapped. They solved it.
1: Yeah. And in this point like they do a thing where like the stakes technically could be higher but they don't go far enough with it just like the screen slaver so like, that's that's, mm, that's interesting there's a lot of things in this movie that they could have done more with but they didn't which i guess is a shame and that's why it's not a perfect vision but i mean like the, there the were comedic moments i like that a lot the i, I feel like they they drill down more on the dysfunctional family elements in this movie so i felt like there was more of a balance of like what felt like a real family dynamic in terms of like a a, a, a woman that goes off to workplace and the father has to stay home and all that and the drama that ensues from that. So I felt like that was kind of interesting. Yeah, they
2: basically flipped the movies. The first
1: movie was about Mr. Incredible going out to be the superhero. But they didn't really focus on the mother in the first movie with no, the kids. No. Like that wasn't really a thing. It was more just him like the the, the metaphor of him basically cheating on his wife. But instead, of with a woman, he was cheating on her with his passion, which was being a superhero. But in this, it, they 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 kind of give equal time to Mrs. Fantastic being a superheroine and uh, Mr. Fantastic staying at home with the kids and like and him being a superhero, but as a parent, rather He's than super super dad. Yeah, super dad. Um, so in some ways, I felt like there was a little bit more heart. I got to see the drama of like the family life a little bit more, but. Because of like the the wasted potential in the villain, because of like the the fact that they they didn't do enough with some of the it's really mostly the villain, the that dynamic toward the end, the third act really fell apart because of that. Um, like you said, Jack Jack does steal the show, but because the kids don't do a lot other than have like a really like, Violet has like a one note kind of storyline in her B plot, that's like she's just angry. Yeah, like you're just being I think um what's his name? Uh Dash says is she on her adolescence like that's what it kinda feels like just the generic mom like, oh, like, angry teenager. Granted it was one no, but I feel like she got more
2: than Dash. The did. Dash didn't really get anything.
1: Oh yeah for sure. But there wasn't any like real emotional moment between the parents and the kids this in this movie as opposed to in the first one. Cause I felt like there was some real bonding when the when the parents and the kids came together as a superhero family in the first one yeah like when they stood together towards toward the end of the movie a couple of times i felt that mm-hmm. and this one i didn't really as much Or well, like the kids had
2: moments to shine to say you know to to go after when they first got to the island and they first uh started fighting syndromes robots and but there were moments to shine for them in this movie too but it didn't oh, feel Dash as impactful first learned he could run, run on, on water, water yeah
0: man. that's so cool
1: <laughs> but they had their own moments to shine in this movie too but because the villain wasn't as strong and because the threat didn't feel as as threatening it didn't feel as impactful I guess maybe that's where it fell short um I kind of like some of the twists in the third act but again this didn't go far enough um uh some of the new characters are interesting they didn't do enough with them though and because the villain's predictable what they kind of do with some of the side characters is like oh well I'm just waiting for this turn to happen, so I'm not really that invested. Um I guess the main point would just be that I, I wish at the uh, mm, I guess we just get spoiled the spoilers for that. But I, I just feel like there was there should have been more done with some of the elements they introduced, especially with the some of the, the um the drama between the father and the stay at homeness of it all. Like I don't know. The the stuff with uh, Jack-Jack, I felt like that was even kind of like a metaphor for a special needs kid. But like, other than Mr. Fantastic... Mr. Fantastic... (laughs) Mr. Incredible not getting enough sleep, there wasn't enough really, like, done with that either. Like, his whole thing was just like, oh, I'm not getting any rest.
2: Well, I mean... Yes and no. Like, I, I feel like they did go tropey with the whole, oh, dad doesn't know how to take care of the kids without the mother around. Yeah. But I feel like they went a little bit further with that, like, where he took the initiative to, like, oh, like when we saw in the trailer, math is math, where he actually got up and tried to learn the math and he woke his That's son up. That's stuff I liked. I like yeah. that stuff
1: when it actually shows him bonding with the kids. I, I think that stuff was done better than the first movie. But at the same time, because there was no, like, the villain wasn't as threatening, when you get to the end of the movie, like, you don't feel them as a superhero family as much. Especially since, like, the, the mother is removed for most of the movie from the family to the very end. She's with them in the beginning, and then she's with them at the end. But there's no in-between, really. Um, I did like the stuff with Mr. Ver- Mr. Fantastic again! <laughs> with Mr. Incredible feeling like um, she was living his dream. So I like that kind of, like, like bitter rivalry. rivalry where he's kind of just like... Okay, well, they want you to do this because you have less collateral damage because your powers are less destructive than mine. But I like when the moments where he was like, "Look, you do it first, and then I can do it better." <laughs> like that was that was cute. Um, but then again, when we get to the end, I just didn't feel that. Da We're the family superheroes. It never really came together for me in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so more impassable. Um, action. Was he actually even better than the first one? I wouldn't even
2: mm, say it is. I would say yes, but there were more emotional stakes
1: in the first one that made that the, made it feel better. Yeah, that made, made the first feel one feel better. better. Yeah, yeah. I maybe mean, that's what it is. Yeah, because there are some cool moments at the end with the usage of some of the new characters' powers, like Void, who has like basically portal powers. Like some of that stuff is cool, but then what they do with those characters, just like oh well, all right, they're just for this. But, you know, overall, good movie, but not better than the first one. But it's hard to beat the first one, because the first one, like, it was... Was the first of its kind. Yeah, the first of its kind, and it's, you know, it's hard to top your first time when it's that good. Um, but yeah, it could have been a lot worse. These, these type of movies, like, like, how many movies can you say that had a sequel 10 plus years later actually lives up to any extent to the first movie at all?
2: Not many. Not many.
1: So it's not better, but it's also not a bad movie. Not in ten plus
2: years. Sometimes two years later, and it's like, what the fuck was this? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I immediately
1: thought, since Pacific Sin. Rim. Oh yeah, Pacific Rim. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I erased that movie from my mind. <laughs> um. But yeah, you want to get into spoilers?
2: You're a BVS because you like Man of Steel. <laughs> that was technically the sequel.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. Um. Yeah. So, want to get in spoilers? Sure um let's just talk about the villain like I literally texted you I was like this villain is it's the sister it's obvious like at first I was like okay well there's two characters it's like Scooby-Doo you introduce two characters one is a super enthusiast about superheroes because then it goes whole backstory about the guy is like oh my father died like trying to call superheroes and they weren't around and we kind of watch the first one again were those the superheroes that syndrome killed Remember how Cassandra had like a bunch of characters he killed? A bunch of superheroes? I don't remember. I feel like they were. That would be a cool tie-in to the first movie. But he tried, his father tried calling superheroes that weren't around anymore and he ended up dying for it. So the the guy brings in Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible and uh, Frozone to basically become like the new face of superheroism to turn the law around that uh, basically made it illegal to be superheroes in the first place. And with good PR, by having Elastigirl be good PR for superheroes,
2: they're going to get the law revoked. Because she has the least collateral damage of all the heroes. Mm. Of the three, rather.
1: It makes sense. I mean, you know, one is a Superman like superhero, so he punches shit and destroys shit. The other one creates giant ice things. So, obviously, when you make giant ice pillars in places, that's like, uh, how much cleanup does that take? Mm -hmm. And Elastigirl, she's just stretchy. So, by nature of her powers, she's less destructive. Um, which is good. I mean, I'm not even I'm not even mad at the, the female empowerment angle that they took. I thought that was fine. Um, did you feel any way about that? Like, I, I don't no, think of that course, was be. Shooken- of, of course not. Well, I mean, you could feel like it was like, oh, it's, it's forced, but I didn't feel that way at all. Because
2: um, like I said, the first movie was his movie. Now, let, let this be her. I feel like if they do a part three, if they do it right, like, let the first one be his movie, let the second one be her movie, and then let the third one be about the kids.
1: On that note, I actually really like a time skip I would love for Jack Jack to become a villain no I don't want how that how fucked up would that be? I don't want that I kind of want that <laughs> because maybe not because a villain villain because you are a villain <laughs> <laughs> maybe not a villain villain but like at least seduced like a syndrome kind of thing where maybe syndrome comes back and he seduces Jack Jack to be on his side because
2: I'm like how many times have we seen the,
1: the like you
2: mentioned Kylo Ren or... but it
1: makes sense for this character like even in this movie he's dangerous like he, he is he's, but he's only dangerous because he's a baby I didn't really talk about that enough in my review. You could say
2: like Franklin Richards, like he he's not a villain, even though he has all the power in the universe.
1: But once he once he learns how to control it, or like Jean Grey, okay. To- but if a, a twelve year old, like if you have a twelve year old that much power, and you get someone else saying like, "Hey man, they're trying to suppress your powers. Come over here. Like I can let you use your powers." like uh, kids are kids like they're not smart <laughs> so like, I could see a kid with all his powers being seduced to the dark side if only for a little while I'm not have him be the main villain but have that be a question I think that'd be interesting one if his forms is a demon you know what I'm saying <laughs> but I didn't talk about that enough the moment where um, and- he fights that raccoon that was like one of my favorite parts of that movie. Yeah, me too.
2: Like that was hilarious. He's, he's watching. He's watching the old, old, old black and white program, and the guy with the black mask. And then he looks and he sees a raccoon with a black face.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uses all his powers to fight the raccoon. That raccoon wanted to eat that food no matter what. He's
2: yeah, because like, I'm like that raccoon would not leave. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> like he's funny a god. <laughs> after, the, after the first like blast out of his eyes, you would think it would have left. He's like, "No, I'm to fuck you." <laughs> like, what are you doing, raccoon? Yeah. You don't have any powers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that
2: raccoon was kicking ass though. <laughs> he was <laughs>
1: <laughs> um what was I saying? Oh, but but uh but I don't know, I think that'd be an interesting angle to take if they're going to go that way. Especially if you're going to focus on the kids, focus a little more on Jack Jack and like the possibility of him using all those crazy powers for evil. And it's kind of set up that he's dangerous and he's very much a um what you call it? Uh, what's the word? I don't know. Ah, uh, ah! Uh, when or, you're an you issue, going? when you're you're more hurtful than helpful in a group. Ah, uh, that one. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he was
2: there. Blurred vision. The podcast when we need a dictionary. Yes, a
1: thesaurus. Um, Cause like in the even in the third act, like he was their trump card because he had all those powers that kind of helped them in places like the laser vision and all the different powers that he was using. But at the same time, he was kind of like a hindrance in some ways because he was completely fucking up their their stealth mission to to break in and free the uh, the parents from the screen slavers' uh, hypnosis goggles. Uh-huh. And like we were talking about the villain, screen slaver. They introduce those two characters, one being the enthusiast, the other being the engineer sister. And it's like, okay, well, it's probably going to be one of them. It's be kind of too obvious because the build looks just like the brother. But then as soon as they have one conversation between Girl and her, and they're all chummy, I'm like... Obviously, <laughs> yeah,
2: she's, the, she's the villain.
1: Clearly, but even, but even
2: before that, like when she was first introduced, she she she's based She has this attitude like, oh fuck heroes. Of uh, if they would have just went to the panic room,
1: yeah. Like it was just, come on, come on. Like I, but the, I was just like, maybe they won't make it obvious. Maybe it'll be the other guy because either one was obvious. But they were both like obviously. Like one of them was obviously the villain. So like the so the whole time you're going like, if this is supposed to be a twist, this is a terrible twist. Like right there, the villains are weak. But then by the end, it's not even like they lean hard into the the social commentary aspect of his of his like his power set. It's more about her just having a grudge against superheroes for her father having too much faith in them. So it was like, you could have gone so much further with the, that premise of that character, but you didn't. And now she's just generic like, well, I hate superheroes. Ha 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 And I'm going to turn superheroes against the world. And everyone's going to hate superheroes. But it's like, in a world of superpowers, when you have giant, like, hypnosis goggles on that look obviously evil, why would you think that plan would work in the first place? Like, it, even if they do all of these evil acts forever to prevent the, the signing of the bill to be passed that there's no more uh, illegal superheroism. Like, w- if one hero was like, I was being controlled, you don't think people would believe them? And they'd be like, no, no, it's obviously... Like, obviously, you, you've already established as a screen slaver. You've already established as a Especially when agnosis. it's so
2: obvious that they're wearing these big-ass goggles on their face.
1: Evil-looking
2: goggles! <laughs>
1: I'm like, come on, that's weak. Um, and then at the end, like there were some cool moments between her and the girl and like the, the fight in the airplane. Well, and like, like I said before, the voids power, when I mean, she kept like voiding, uh, or portaling, miss, Mrs. fantastic. Wow, Mrs. Incredible uh, up to the plane. Elastigirl. Elastigirl up to the plane and then rescuing them at the end with that same power. Like it just, that entire final sequence didn't really do it for me. Cause like, what does it boil down to? Mr. Incredible, like stopping one of the rudders. Of the ship, and uh, Frozone shooting a little blasts of ice on the other side, like, I don't know. And then you, you fight the, the enslaved superheroes, but like, so what? You know what I mean? Like, he was like, oh, he's got crush powers, and he's strong, like Mr. Incredible. Yeah, heroes we never met before, so yeah. it didn't really... I did like when they attacked the house, and Frozone was there to protect the kids, mm-hmm. but then racism <laughs> Yeah. as soon as he got taken over i was like racist <laughs> like it was interesting when he was fighting them off with the kids i was hoping it was gonna be like a team up between frozo and the kids but then he immediately gets captured right at the end of that fight so it was like ah and it was a cool introduction too because like it was kind of creepy where like they're all they show up at the house all with those goggles and then he like he was like oh he calls you too well i'm just gonna come in and you know he put his foot between the door and him and was like no no i'm good and you could see him like kind of silly to the kids, like it ain't right. <laughs> like I like that, but they
2: kind of they kind of changed the joke from the trailer. What uh... do you mean? Where you going ASAP? You gotta be back ASAP. I don't think that was the same voice. Yeah, it was because it sound different, or maybe she did it a different way. Maybe a different take. I like the trailer
1: take better. <laughs> <laughs> really got that? We had a whole debate about it being offensive, but I feel like it was more like slightly more offensive in the uh, trailer version
2: no I like the trailer version okay
1: oh wow I just negated the
2: entire conversation we had before about that I didn't say it was offensive I said the internet was saying more or less not the fact that it was offensive just the fact that we you know there's no black women in in the, in the movie and then so why does she have to just be a voice why couldn't we actually see her that I wasn't
1: saying I wasn't
2: saying it was offensive
1: No. Oh, well I didn't have an issue with it either way but it's just I don't know I didn't really notice it's whatever I think it was funnier in the trailer, though. I think I gotta give you that. I just, uh, yeah, I was just like, I just yeah. said that. <laughs> I think it was funnier, but maybe because I've always seen it before like a couple times, though. So. Um, what else? Is there anything else in the movie you want to talk about? Um, no, I think we covered most. Last girl's booty is damn fine, son. <laughs> uh, next topic. I back. I did like the action scenes more in this because the the stuff with her and the motorcycle chasing the train, that was really cool. Yeah. Like her flipping with the motorcycle and like like flattening herself and like throwing the motorcycle into the air and exploding and all that crap just to like get to the front of the train. I, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Really cool action sequences. Um and I guess it goes with technology improving since the first movie, too. But it goes to show you, like it—it doesn't matter. I mean, of course, it matters oh, how uh, cool something plays uh, out. We miss Edna. All right. That was funny. But but of course, it goes into, It goes to say, like, um, it matters how much something, how cool something is when it plays out. But you need that emotion behind it to make something truly memorable. Yeah, action for nice. the
2: sake of act. That's what one of the main reasons we complain about Michael Bay movies. Yeah. Action for the sake of action. Like, what is this? What does this action mean? Nothing. Then I don't care. Exactly. But yeah, Auntie Edna. Yeah. That was cute. <laughs> And how uh, Jack Jack started acting like her, like miming her.
1: was yeah. <laughs> fucking a million and one powers. Yeah. And how uh,
2: <laughs> she didn't want to babysit uh, Jack Jack until she realized he had powers. Yeah. And he Made the nose and the hair. I'm like, what? Can, what? What is the limit to his power? Like they said he had like 20 something powers, right? He could pretty much do everything. Basically. And, I, I, what, and something, I, something I didn't realize, I didn't know Brad Bird did, does the voice
1: for her. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was a woman. No, it was Brad Bird. Oh, wow. Nom nom cookies. Nom <laughs> nom cookies. Can you? Can he hear you in the other dimension? Yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I wonder how many texts Samuel Jackson said. Motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on. Let's get into some Cloak and Dagger. This week's episode was titled Stained Glass.
0: Welcome to the birthplace of New Orleans Voodoo. Hello? Now, deep breaths. Let your thoughts flow through your mind. What exactly did you see? What, are you just gonna stand there? The end will always be the same. What's happening to me?
1: Um, this week's episode I thought was really cool. Let's just jump right into spoilers for this week's episode. Um, if you don't watch Cloak and Dagger, I suggest you do. I mean, there's not really anything that are crazy spoilers in this episode anyway. But I want, I just want to talk about some of the plot details. Um, continuing from last week, and the parallel between the beginning of the series and the end of the second episode, where it begins with the car crash and a gunshot, and it ends with a gun, a car crash and a gunshot. I like how this episode—we weren't about how they, they parallel each other, the two characters in every episode. Mm-hmm. But this, I like how they did a straight-up story parallel, where it starts with her perspective from the car crash, and like even with the point where like her ears are ringing, she's dazed, and then like it comes into focus, and you see Tyrone talking to her, and then it goes through her like the aftermath of that, where um, the she's going through like the her emotions with the law and how the, the a detective is um. Finding out that uh, the assault that was placed on her actually wasn't just uh, the dude being assaulted by somebody, but him uh, possibly attempting raping somebody. Mm-hmm. And I like that she put the pieces together. Like you got like really quick, cool, really quick. Yeah, you got like scratches in your face. You call those defensive marks. Yeah. Why was your belt unbuckled? Like, oh shit, she's to you, bitch. <laughs> so I'm glad that's not a thing where like I, my fear was they were gonna go in a direction where he tried to put the blame on her. But very quickly, the detective's like, "Nah, I know something's up here. I know you did this shit." Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the flip side, it the story doubles back after like the first, 10 which or confused so minutes. me at first. I was like, did my TV reset? Like, what the fuck?" <laughs> but I like it because like that the first scene ends with her getting back in her fucked up car and driving away, and like, I hope we never see each other again. And you hear the cart, like the sirens coming, and he's like, "Oh shit, is it the police?" But they don't follow up with them, So I was like, what happened? Like, I thought he was going to be running away from the cops in the next scene. But then they wait until they finish up the beginning of her story. Um, and they go back to him. And then it shows the events that take place after that moment for him. And it's him basically going to the church, questioning God, like, why is this happening to me? Uh, his female friend stumbling upon him, finding out, hey, man, like, you say you're cursed. Like, come come to this Because she heard him praying. Yeah, this tourist thing I do about voodoo, and him getting like some voodoo spiritual uh, advice, basically, and doing like a like a spirit bath to kind of come in touch with his spirit side or whatever the hell. But I like that at that moment
2: both of their stories once again converge. Why he need a spirit bath? Shane ain't no spirit bath. I
1: mean, oh, I actually found out about the comic, the things that happened that we thought were good changes were different in the comic. So he actually did steal from her in the comic. And they both were <coughs> drug addicts. More so uh-huh. him. His powers were literally tied to him being a fiend. And her, him and her touching healed him of his um, addiction.
2: Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> I am
1: so glad they changed that. I'm glad they didn't lean on the, them being drug addicts, like cocaine addicts, basically, in this. That would be really whack. Uh-huh. Um, I guess it's a product of the era, like the 70s or whatever, 60s, where yeah. it came out. Um, but I like again when the the storylines converge kind of in the middle, and you get those really deep, like symbolic uh, dream sequences where they kind of see into each other's like, not even just their past, but kind of like their lives. Like, well, how did you feel about those dream sequences? Uh,
2: I I I enjoyed them. Uh, like you said, there's a lot of crossover because you know their powers are so closely connected. Yeah, and it. It kind of more or less showed why they need to be in each other's lives because of the way the dream sequences played out, yeah. And all the different scenarios that kept happening with the dream, and like with uh, Tyrone and how he essentially he's trying to go after that guy that killed his brother. He's choosing vengeance, yeah. And every time it happened, you saw was the
1: noose choosing vengeance or a metaphor for him hanging himself. Him hanging himself. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. And I love like that whole the Tyrone sequence. Where you hear it's not this is America, but the song has America in title over and over again, and you see like the police chasing him and stuff like that, and even chasing him with torches at one point. Yes, which I'm like, fucking riot, <laughs> riot cops beating their shields. Yeah, like very much symbolic of like you know, like the black experience in America. So I thought I
2: thought it was, but I was like, please don't show, I was like, please don't show him be hung. So I'm, I they mean, kind of did they, they kind of did, but they didn't. I was yeah. like, don't, don't do it. Don't do it.
1: Cause I don't, ugh, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> but it was like, I, I don't think I would have been mad just because I think it was, that's one of the few times in these superhero shows, I was like, oh, this is deep. Like I had to like, I had to sit back and go like, what does this actually mean? Like I had to like kind of piece it together. Like, okay. All right. I see what they're doing with this. It's kind of, I like the direction of this.
2: Well, yeah. I think, I think the dream sequence was interesting, uh, but funny enough a- after I watched it though, I was like, even with the dream sequence, they make it seem like he needs her way more than she really needs him. Because I'm like, what did her dream sequence really mean? It just said, it was just don't run. But with his, it was more about, you know, I can more or less calm you down from this path or veer you off this path of essentially ruining your life. I don't,
1: but I think it's the same for her. They both say the same phrase. I wrote down, hold on. um, You need to try something else. Yeah, like because they're they're both. But for
2: her, it was like just don't don't run. Well,
1: but, but the, remember how I said before that like, the metaphor is like they're both trapped. They were both trapped in that accident, and they're both trapped in the in the, the the cycle of their own lives now. And I think both of them, in their own way, and even he was literally running. I think that both of them are running in their own way. They're not solving the the issues in their lives correctly. And I think the other balances them. You know what I'm saying? Both of them are balanced by the other person. So, I, I don't know. I think it's equal. I think they both need somebody to pull them out of the the, the poisonous cycle, to borrow a phrase from the show, the poisonous cycle of their lives. That's what I kind of got from it. Like, and yeah, it's kind of more basic. Hers is more basic, for sure. His is way more layered. But, I mean, hers is just like, you know, like the water, like stay away from the water. That was like, you know, a throwback to the, the, the accident where she almost drowned. But I like that, like, you know, it's, her running is, like, her doing, and that's why the, the second, I feel like her second vision was more, uh, meaningful than his second vision, because her second vision was, like, the little girl version of her giving pills to people, and, like, in the church, and them all, like, basically passing out on the floor afterwards, and, like, that's her, like, I thought it was kind of deep, like, the message of, like, her religion is pill-popping, like, I mean, like, that's her, like, she puts faith in that, that's mm-hmm. what heals her, like that's kind of deep.
2: Yeah, we saw. I mean, we saw that in the first episode.
1: Yeah, but but I mean, like that being played out symbolically, I was like, oh, that's kind of because what was his? It was just like him in a uh, check cashing place because of the check that his his brother gave him uh, before he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that was like that was okay, but like hers was like, oh, that's kind of wow. Um, and then kind of going through, like I think the other one was her watching. Um, her father and her mother, basically. Well, her father being killed by the other people that work with him in a glass box, or being like drowned. Um, and her mother. And that's being the thing I
2: didn't to... get. I'm like, did she see
1: something when she was younger that maybe she repressed? No, it's a metaphor. Because remember, she was in the car listening to him argue with the other board members, um, about doing whatever to that. Because the mother was there too. Again, see, that's why. I, that's why I like this. Cause I kept like. I I thought you would know more than me because I'm the dumbest Avenger, so I thought you were gonna be the one schooling me on nah. this. Wow! But I I interpreted that as um, the mother was arguing with the board members and arguing with him, but she couldn't affect anything. That's kind of what she is in her life. She's ineffective. Like she at the end of the day, she's just kind of an accessory to her life. She doesn't she isn't able to affect change. Um, that's what I saw that as. You kind of feel that or? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not so <laughs> it's, it's not literal. I'm so confused. It's not literal. It's like they just, it's in, very interpretive. So I liked it. And then like the little girl version of her crying and then being pulled back by the board members. And that's like, you know, like the law pulling her back. She can't do anything after her father was killed. Like there's no justice for her. And at the end of the day, they're both tied by, instead of running, they both have to choose justice. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's why he picked up the dagger. The light dagger. That's why her, his darkness stopped her Justice. from running. Justice! <laughs> um, but then at the end, when they come together, uh, because he sees the vision of that church, and when he's walking home from the voodoo thing with that girl... Who I guess is gonna be his girlfriend his for girlfriend now. For now. For now. Because <laughs> uh, he wants that white pussy. <laughs> crazy white girl. Yeah, want that crazy white yeah,
2: girl. Of course, but I feel I don't think in the, in the comics I don't think they ever really got like fully got together. Really? I don't think so.
1: Huh? It was always they all they always teased it. Interesting. I guess, but that makes sense with the the trailers. So like, it feels like the universe is pulling us together, and and she's like. I feel like the like, universe like is Fitz, pulling his and, Fitz and Simmons, <laughs> yeah. It's like polar opposites that keep attracting and separating. Um, and then when he goes into the church and sees her and is like, "We need to talk." Like, like I, the whole movie. I mean, whole movie. The whole show. It feels like a movie. Like, it does feel like a movie again? The art direction in this show is fucking phenomenal. Like, the it's like the mo- musical montage segments they use. Like, it it feels like a cinematic experience. Like, more so than I'd say any other show. Like, I think it, it feels like Black Lightning at its best. At Black Lightning's absolute best it would touch these moments but I feel like in some way Cloak does it better to be honest
2: mm, I mean it's only three episodes in. I mean think about the first three episodes of
1: Black Lightning they were like but so I'm comparing it to I'm comparing it to the first couple episodes of Black Lightning I feel like that's it had the same kind of thing with Black Lightning but I feel like even Black Lightning was more on the nose this is a lot more subtle well, they didn't have a metaphor episode of Black Lightning <laughs> no they didn't they're very, very upfront with like, oh, police brutality! Fuck you, yeah. lightning eyes! I mean,
2: you said it was too black. That's why you. I didn't let, say that. Blacklight <laughs> is too black. Oh, yes, did you did. kill you. <laughs> that nope. first episode. You know, I, I mm. like. I liked it, but it was kind of black. It's kind of black. <laughs> Even though black isn't the title, but I, never I, said these I words. Was, wasn't expecting that.
1: Never said it. <laughs> it, was, it, was,
2: it was very African. No,
1: nope. <laughs> definitely didn't say that. He <laughs> did. Uh, what's the way
2: rate this episode? Yeah, I heard. Was, yeah, Black Light, and I thought I heard jungle music in the background. Like, Whoa!
1: <laughs> why are you starting these rumors? <laughs> I thought we were friends.
2: But I don't know. I I gave this episode. I don't know. Because I feel like a lot happened, but then nothing happened. And. and I, I kind of agree. Because, I mean, it was.
1: I don't know. Like but this is the episode that brought them back together because they they weren't together for those first two episodes, really, except for a couple of moments.
2: No. But then even in the, bringing them together, they weren't together. It was they were together in the flashback or the whatever the vision.
1: Yeah, but I think that was a cool way to have them. No, it wasn't f- even
2: really them. It was the kid. Ver- it was the adult version. and The kid version. But I like that. Yeah, I'm not saying I, I, I like didn't like that. Together. I'm just saying they still weren't. They weren't actually together.
1: I, yeah, I see that, but I feel like this is the conclusion of all of these parallels that have been happening in the show up to this mo- up to this time. It feels like the climax of that, where like yeah. now they they have yeah like this, this this episode connection.
2: was definitely the table setting. So I'm like, a lot happened because I mean, it gave you a lot of information, mm. especially with the two characters and them learning about each other. Mm. But it was it's stuff that we kind of already knew more or less.
1: And the voodoo stuff. Now that Luke Cage is coming out soon, I mean, I think next week actually. Next week, yeah. Damn. That's fast, I but so. yeah, the, now you know Voodoo's gonna be in that too. Even though you know, these crossover. Things are, these things are barely connected, but I think I like that where it feels like okay, maybe this is, this is the same kind of world. No,
2: Cloak and Dagger are gonna show up in Luke Cage.
1: That'd be awesome <laughs> if they did. It would be. That's not. <laughs> what if they were here for high, I mean, if anything, uh, I mean, if
2: anything, I feel like. Granted, they're on two different networks, but I don't see why Cloak and Dagger can't team up with Runaways. Granted, Cloak and Dagger is a little bit darker, but still. Yeah. It's on Hulu. They, so they can do whatever they want. It's the internet. They can do whatever they want.
1: I wish they would.
2: Maybe. That'd be cool. And then it'll be in line with the comic.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, I feel like a lot happened, but nothing happened. But overall, I mean, I still I still liked it for what it was, but I wouldn't give it a perfect vision. I'd give it a more than passable.
1: I actually would give it a perfect vision just because it's very rare that I've had moments where I had to actually think about something in a superhero movie, a movie, a superhero show, like well, oh, well, next we are going to call a Supergirl. That's a like night and day difference of like what I feel like the quality of writing is between superhero shows out right now, and I feel like yeah, now a lot happened, but like I was very intrigued this episode, especially with the the smart writing of like having it be a parallel to the point where you follow one character from one event and then you go back and you follow that same character from the same event and then they connect through that common vision and then by the end, that vision is what leads them back to each other. I think that was very interesting. So I think i I think give it a perfect vision for the right Not so much like, oh, it emotionally blew me away! But just for the the intelligence in the writing, I think, is why I really appreciate this episode. That's yeah, very the
2: write The writing is very smart yeah but but like you said something about something once at one point it was like what gives you what gives you a perfect what gives you a perfect vision is how you felt at the end of the episode and for me i was just like that was interesting i'm still into it but i wasn't like like i felt the first two episodes i was like oh shit this show was great like this show was great it was just like yeah that was
1: that was cute oh wow (laughs) I think maybe maybe because you didn't understand the deepness. No. (laughs) uh,
2: On this episode, I'm the dumbest Avenger. (laughs) For once, Hulk
1: smart. (laughs) Oh, big monster. (laughs) All right, but talking about big monsters, let's talk about Supergirl's version of Doomsday. Or what was her version of Doomsday at one point. I saw, and this is even the title, even the fucking title of this week's episode. i I literally i wish i could record myself just reading the title out loud symbol of peace (laughs) no i roll my eyes at the title this week's episode super was titled make it rain sam is alive and rain is dead
0: you're naive only one of them will survive
3: the stage is set for the ceremony
0: bring us rain sam your blood cells have mutated
3: rain is still alive when what happened?
0: The dark Kryptonians are here.
1: Why thought all humans? Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you know what, intelligent writing? Bruh, when your pun for the, <laughs> the the penultimate episode's title is making it rain, come the fuck on.
2: <laughs> I mean, wasn't the flashes, like penultimate. It was some shit. I don't remember. They were all terrible. All thinking puns. Or even the season finale, we are the Flash. They were all terrible.
1: You're comparing it to the, like the worst season of the Flash yet. Uh,
2: it was like so, no, it was something like I think, or therefore I'm. Yeah, something, it was. No, something. There there's a lot of Flash
1: titles that were like thinking puns. They were all fucking terrible. <laughs> but this is even worse. Make it rain. What are you, Little Wayne? Like <laughs> I make it rain on these hoes. No, I make it rain on it, these hoes. It was spelled R E I G N. That's why it's a pun. Michael. <laughs> a pun is a play on words. <laughs> oh i can't even i don't where to where to begin i don't even know Uh, who cares sam's dying she's becoming rain okay or
2: rain is a separate entity now yeah she's like
1: one becomes strong so the other becomes weak what what <laughs> but now we got the evil kryptonians and now they like, instantly all have Zot level powers we're just like well we're here but for five so, minutes but laser beams but we they're not it. strong
2: enough to punch up punch through a panel them punching a panel just makes it turn on you know, let's just
1: jump to the dumbest fuck shit in this that's episode. the strongest
2: fucking panel
1: i ever saw in my life so the evil kryptonians need the blood of the other two world killers which of course is still at the goddamn deo and it's like, even when they know that that's what they need, why didn't they just destroy it immediately? That's
2: what I said. I'm like, why don't they just fucking destroy the blood? Even Supergirl,
1: cutting forward. She had it in her hand. And threw it at, at them. them. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you can just literally look at your palm and blast it in that moment. Or smash it on the ground. <laughs> Anything. Or literally, squish it in your hands. Literally. Now I'm going to throw it at them so they can catch it. Like the D.E.O.
2: agent. The, the one that died, uh, Dio, whatever his name is, it starts with a D, I think.
1: You mean the random Asian guy who was only established just for him to die in this episode? Well, no, he was
2: in this episode. He was the one that got to the fight with uh, Wynn earlier, remember? Yeah, just established, just for oh, this yeah, moment. Well, yeah, that's true.
1: Because in the beginning of the episode, I was like, random Asian guy again? Why is he still here? I'm like, oh, he's here just to die for Wynn's character development. For him to be like, oh my God, my technology that's supposed to negate physical harm... Yet he gets pushed later and gets knocked out. I'm like, I don't get that. Wasn't the whole thing supposed to be if you get hit, doesn't hurt you? I mean, I get, I get, I could kind of buy the three Kryptonians laser beaming at the same time killing somebody. That's a lot. But he's got tossed. I'm, I was gonna say, I guess you
2: could still be put, like, you could still be tossed or pushed. And when you get, hit, when you hit something after being tossed, it hurts you? Kind of like Luke Cage. He's bulletproof, but if it's close. Get shot with a shotgun; it still gives a concussion.
1: <laughs> Don't give me that look, because <laughs> <laughs> it just makes sense. If you get, he took a laser beam one, and it was fine. But if I throw you into a wall, it hurts you. It's a
2: strong wall. Fuck you! Just like that panel was a strong panel. <laughs> oh, it makes no
1: sense. There are so many things this episode that episode made no fucking sense.
2: Not even just that, but the CGI was bad in this episode. Like when that explosion happened, that car on on the planet. Uh, after. Oh. And then all of a sudden and like you cut all those fake ass rocks come down and then She's down. Like, she's down. It's like you can see the frame. Like, yeah, you can see the frame rate where it's like, all right, next scene, lay on the ground. Uh Like, it felt so crazy rushed. I was like, what, what, what?
1: okay, well, all right, she's down. (laughs) And it looked, I was like, that is fucked. That looks terrible. It's like they ran out of money or like they filmed the scene wrong and couldn't redo it so they had to make do what they had. And then it's
2: like, oh, she's down. Why was she the only one injured? Why, why it just looked it looked the fucking Martian Manhunter thing where they're just sitting there looked way better than
1: that. Oh, with the memories yeah, going Yeah, with them? that part. Even though I'm that like That was a whole waste of an episode. I mean like the Martian Manhunter stuff I like the most in these episodes just because they're great actors. But and I like the relationship. But like it's just been a whole episode just biding time. Just going, What are we doing now? Memories. Oh, but they make me feel bad. But if you let them flow over you, then it'll make you feel good. And they didn't even finish. Uh, no, he didn't finish. So, you know, they better at least,
2: he better die. Yeah, I mean, they said, they teased, like, he's going to use, well, he's like, I'm going to use the last of my power to go into the core. And he's like, it'll tear you apart. But this is for my son's planet or whatever. Wait, so.
1: uh, when the next episode or something?
2: No, he said that in this episode.
1: What? When? When they came back to the DEO. Oh, did he say he just used the last of his power? I thought he just said, like, this is more important, but I thought they were gonna finish later.
2: No, he said something about I'm gonna fly into the core or whatever. He said, But dad, that will tear you apart. He was like, But this is this is your home and I'm gonna I would do whatever I can to what protect you. He said that at the end of this
1: episode. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. I, I think by the end I was just like, What the fuck? I was tuned <laughs> out, I guess. You're right. That was right before they, they did the CGI zoom out of the building with the Glass breaking, right? Yeah, and this is how you know it's the end of the uh,
2: end of the season. Again, terrible Things CGI. are breaking, and then I'm like, "Where is
1: Superman? <laughs> all this Not talk, even like off mission. He's off planet. Nothing. All Not this even, talk
2: about like even when Kara left, so about oh, what are we gonna do? We don't have a bulletproof superhero.
1: Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> what well, you're like? Yeah, we do. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, let's talk about those inconsistencies with the, the evil Kryptonians, because they show up, and the first thing I thought was, "Oh no, evil Kryptonians!" Like the good. first season. Yeah, but it's like, good thing we got rid of all those lethal weapons, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm like, fuck that gun control message bullshit. I'm like, this is why it makes no goddamn. But apparently sense. they didn't, because uh, Alex still has her gun. Alex is still packing Kryptonian bullet heat. One, Alex felt super overpowered. The fact that she could single handedly take a I don't know kryptonite weapons, but still. Yeah, that gun but still
2: Jesus. I'm like even Batman has to wear armor, even if though he has kryptonite. And I'm not even talking about BVS. I'm talking about the Dark Knight com- yeah. or even in the in the comics. He still wears armor when he's going against
1: Superman. She didn't have shit on but a fucking black suit. It makes um the BVS shit look really stupid when it's like, oh, I got kryptonite, I'ma make it this gas bomb and this spear. It's like, why not make it a bullet? What? <laughs> it's like, if you have like remember that Gatling gun you use on Superman? Put bullets in that. What? <laughs> no, I, I'm a detective. I, I'm smart. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not.
2: <laughs> because then, but and then, I mean, you, and you can't even make the argument that, well, because Batman has used guns. No, the
1: BVS version does. <laughs> he does, a lot. He opened with guns. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then it's the thing where, she has kryptonite bullets, but then they
2: completely are ineffectual. They didn't do shit. Like she took a bullet in the back, and it was just like I'm like, oh, she's paralyzed. She, she like she like dug it up and like threw it on the floor and got right back up.
1: I'm like, what?
2: How does that work? Since when? Yeah, exactly. Since when? You're
1: not. It's not even a thing where it's like, oh, she's rained, so she's immune to the Kryptonian. You're just straight up Kryptonian. Yeah, she's a straight up
2: Kryptonian. You should be dead. That or would, pa- or paralyzed. That would put down Superman and, permanently. It would. Or not permanently
1: to the no. If it was in a spine, that was shot to the back.
2: Yeah, but we, then, well, we don't know if it hit her
1: like. But then after, her, like, well, whatever. Still in the back. Like there was no def- it was no defense. Like she didn't like block it or anything. It's just flush shot. And then she pulls it out. I'm like, okay. And then like, she
2: shouldn't have been able to move. Like. St- and they make it a point like even Carl talk about like yeah it feels like fire and all, all just being near kryptonite because remember last season when she was uh, fought uh, yeah. Monel's mother and she had uh, kryptonite oh that kryptonite, dumbass yeah fight. she had the kryptonite in her blood just being near her she couldn't fight her. Oh. So bitch, you got a fucking kryptonite bullet in your back. You shouldn't be able to move. But yeah. And then on top of that, you touched it uh-huh. to take it out your back. And then it was like right there near yeah, your foot. I the know. fact that it's near <laughs> you you shouldn't be able to move just to just being near the kryptonite.
1: Like what the fuck? It's it's so paper thin how obvious it's like it's just as convenient as the writers want it to be. Like cause that's fucking. But then don't be so fucking dumb that you put it in your script. Right around that. Don't give her kryptonite bullets. Like give her if you're gonna give, give her, her sound waves. Anything, <laughs> anything else. Don't give her
2: that. Because then because kryptonite, magic and kryptonite are the one or the two things that can kill Kryptonians. You obviously don't have the magic, but the crypt and the kryptonite is number one on that list. So but it's even in there because Let's move on no not, no, I
1: can't, I can't do it anymore I'm not moving on <laughs> I can't because it, they don't Michael move, News <laughs> no no because they don't move on because after that she, she does that crazy takedown where she shoots them both again and then she does and like, then drop kicks them I was
2: about to say and then she does a super fucking <laughs> Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat fucking flying kick and knocks them down. Bitch, do you got kryptonite in your souls? Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like she should have went, like kick fall on her ass. And then no. they, they're both she fine. kicked those bitches out the window.
1: How? <laughs> and then they're fine. <laughs> they both just take out the bullets. They're like, oh, we're good. We're good.
2: <laughs> how did she kick like what well, uh, like, your leg should be broken? You're fucking le- like, that's said, why I'm like, maybe she got kryptonite. I don't no. know. She can, no, she, I'm, I, I, cause I'm like, I can't defend this shit. She, <laughs> she has kryptonite. She has kryptonite on her fucking boots. I love that's this. The- I love how flushed <laughs> you are about
1: this. <laughs> this shows how bullshit this has become. I can't.
2: What happened? This season started so good.
1: I, it's like we said, it's a race <laughs> and she fell on her, Supergirl fell on her face. Could we even, we, even our reviewer mentioned it, that bullshit with the, the pad. Oh, you're so stupid! Just to go that bitch into punching that that fucking uh, pa- like that panel, and then it just
2: somehow turns on the machine. Then she goes a full power punch,
1: boop, <laughs> and, it, and,
2: and, it, and it happened kind of like all my all my punch punch accidentally punch Torino on the hand one when she punched
1: that panel her hand like went back. Yeah, I'm like, it was like what? What? <laughs> she broke that shit exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that opened up the portal for the Supergirl let me get through. Whatever. And then like we said again, the fucking scene where she throws the vial of blood that they need, the one thing they need, throw it at the enemy. I'm like, and then not only that.
2: What are you doing? Not only did she throw it at them, but then the Asian, the Asian guy, Devos, whatever his name is, he threw it Past the Kryptonians, Why? that shit went in slow motion. They're just looking at it. They're all, bitch, s- y'all got super speed. Grab that shit <laughs> out the air. What the fuck are you doing? Faster than a spinning bullet,
1: Michael.
2: <laughs> but not faster than a throwing vial of blood.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> By a human. Just, again, that was all for character development for Wynn because you know he's not going to be a season regular next season, right? Yeah, don't spoil my news. Boston awesome news. Okay, I'm going to save that then. But yeah, that's. I guess that's the reason. I'm just like. This is fucking dumb. This whole episode was dumb. It kinda
2: makes me I wonder what, I'm I'm like, is that a is that a actor thing? What's going on in CW right now? <laughs> People are leaving.
1: Is this actor gay?
2: No, he's married to a woman.
1: Oh, okay, never mind. Then that my theory's blown. I'm like, maybe some of the gay actors are like they're protesting or something.
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe. I mean, like cause I mentioned uh they made uh what's his face? Uh Pied Piper. We're gonna make him part of team. Oh, only to no oh, never be seen again. Sound kills the thinker. We got a. We know a guy on the team that has sound powers. Let's not call him because nah. he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> nah. And I, I really think it's great. I think it's going like above Greg Berlanti because Greg Berlanti's gay. And I he mean, is?
1: Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't know that.
2: So I don't think it's Greg Berlanti. I think it might be. I think it might be above above Greg Berlanti, or maybe Grant Gustin's homophobic. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um,
1: but yeah, so this is the Penelope episode. Next week is the finale. he's a musical theater guy. He ain't homophobic. <laughs> Next week is the finale and you know, you can tell because like I said, the CGI at the end, like, oh, everything's shaking. This is the finale. It's happening. It was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck.
2: I And then no they got the, mo- the mother's part of the team now, but I'm like, I don't like the fact that they introduced her mother. Like it completely destroys the tragedy of her story. Like what makes Supergirl interesting. Yep.
1: None oh, my that. mother's here. Instead, we get the Monel cocktail some more. Like, oh, I, I see the connection between you and that boy. Let's talk about it after after this is all over. And wins like, oh, we gotta have drinks. Talk about this. Like, and
2: oh. I'm like, I have a feeling because I'm like, they they have to kill. They have to actually kill her in this fight. They have to. Cause I'm like, why else would like why hey, why else would they bring her to the fight? But then why why wouldn't she stay? I mean, why wouldn't she go back to Argo City if her mother's like okay? Rain is now destroyed. Okay, I'm going to leave, but obviously we're going to have more seasons, so...
1: Maybe have her stay on Earth.
2: I hope they don't do no, that. No, I hope they don't do that, because then you got another Kryptonian. Yeah. You got two Krypton, three technically. But you know Super, she wouldn't fight. With Superman, you yeah. Know, she,
1: you know she would just hang out. <laughs> like, but it's hey, like, no, aren't you as strong as me? Yeah, <laughs> I don't feel like it. Like, okay. It's just, but it's the same with Martian Manhunter. Hey, aren't you just as strong as exactly. me? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. If they do it, you know she wouldn't do shit. She just sit on the sidelines, and it's like... But you could help me.
2: Oh, I'm struggling. I could really use some help right now. We got a Martian and a crypto another Kryptonian that's just as powerful. Yeah, we're not gonna fight.
1: Nah, that's good. It's yeah. budget. <laughs> so poor vision? Mr. Fucking Magoo.
2: We're at, oh, we're at Magoo level. <laughs> oh, hit the red button. Man. <laughs> <laughs> we're at Magoo.
1: <laughs> you realize that's now possibly gonna be worse than the Flash, right? It might end worse than the Flash. Game. It might. That's a fucking shame. If
2: I end up liking the Flash more than Supergirl,
1: I'm kind of there.
2: Like, I, I, but I still want to see how it ends, because maybe, yeah. maybe next week could be maybe they'll pull it out. They'll pull it out. No, are this nosedive they're going. They're gonna go. Oh, what you thought? <laughs>
1: it's actually gonna be amazing. Yeah,
2: Superman gonna show up and it's gonna make it all better.
1: Brain <laughs> become Doomsday, like for real. <laughs> like, oh, I'm so pissed. <laughs> Key, I got keys on my pocket. I'm that big. <laughs> like a Scott Pilgrim character. I got like my coins fell out. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what happened, man? <laughs> and it makes it worse because, like, now that all the other CW shows are over, it's just super gross. And it's just, bad. yes. And, like, and Dagger is great. My Academia is fucking fantastic. We're watching all great of shield ended of Shield. Ancient of Shield ended great. Well, the Fitz thing. But other than that, it ended great. <laughs> but, like, It's just, it's just, now it's just like pain, painfully obvious. Like before, at least it was like within a cluster of other
2: CW shit. Yeah, because we didn't really care that much about Legends tomorrow, but at least, yeah, it was with Legends, it was with The Flash, it was with Arrow. Now it's just Supergirl is in that ocean by itself. Yeah, it's like CW by itself. It's like, hey guys. Yeah, you're swimming in an ocean of shit. Oh, Supergirl. (laughs) I defended you. That's why I said this season started so good.
1: For all of my long term Blurred Vision listeners out there, Do you remember when I used to fight with Javon about watching Supergirl? I used to have arguments with past co-hosts about watching Supergirl. If I could go back in time like Deadpool, I would shoot myself in the head. Now, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way. Hey, guys. Supergirl's actually pretty cool. You show up. Boom!
2: <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And I keep saying, like, I just keep saying this season started so good.
1: The midseason was still good. The yeah. finale was I, I was perfect visioning it with the For Doom the first day, so. half of the
2: for the first half of the season, it was great. Yeah. Then it just as soon as they came, they were like, all right, Legends Tomorrow's over, we're gonna bring Supergirl back and we're gonna bring it back, we're gonna make it shit. <laughs>
1: Maybe Legends of Tomorrow is fucked at the, the time. Yeah, it's an African
2: <laughs> time anachronism. Yeah, maybe that's what
1: happened. But yeah, hopefully next week's better. But I doubt it. So <laughs> I strongly doubt it. But yeah. I, I have hope. I'm sure people are listening like to that. Like the House of L symbol, hope. And, and if, if anybody out there likes Supergirl, please like write in and tell us. I an email. Speaking of emails, before we get the, I didn't. We talk about emails. Oh no, you didn't. Yeah. So before we in the news of the week, let's talk about some of the, yeah, emails. especially
2: the guy that sent you a message like, "Why are you shitting on Supergirl
1: so hard?" Please,
2: please defend this. Yeah. Please tell us Maybe, why we're why, wrong. What are we
1: missing? <laughs> it's gotta be something. All right. So our first email comes from <laughs> Mail time! Uh, Juan Rojas. I hate the podcast app with a passion, as many do. This is just in case my review didn't sin, which I'm sure it didn't, lol. I don't know what your review name is, so maybe it did. I don't know. Was yeah, it Nightwing? Maybe, maybe it did. Uh, uh, yeah, it's Nightwing, so it did come through. Oh, okay. So, do not have, have to read the email? <laughs> uh, it's you only exact, get one. You only same, get one. It's actually the same. Get, uh, so I was going to say, you only get one. I don't have to read it. <laughs> Everybody gets one. So, our next email comes from... If you John, want more than
2: one, that's Patreon.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're... Uh, John Rainey. Uh, subject is Cloak and Dagger. I recommend you guys read the four-issue miniseries of Cloak & Dagger by Bill Montlow. I'm like, I can barely read Dark Knight. Yeah, word. Like, this <laughs> guy to read comics. You want a black gay comic geek to read comics? How no. crazy! If it's, if, it's, if
2: it's gay, I'm going to read it.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, but the show alters some stuff from the comic. Yeah, like I kind of mentioned. Uh, in the comics, Tyrone is poor and Tandy is rich. There you go. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Already not, not better. That's fucked up. Uh, also in the comics, Tyrone has a seer- severe speech impediment. That plays a huge part in his friend getting shot and why he runs away. In the show it was his brother that got shot. So already, just from these descriptions, I can tell I like the Cloak and Dagger show a lot more than what the comic probably did. And I love when the um the reinterpretations of the comics are actually like in some ways better than the comics. Yeah, just like they reinterpreted Manape. Yeah. <laughs> it made him less racist. <laughs> Much less racist. <laughs> Zimbaku. They didn't even call him Manape in the show. I mean in the movie. Uh, He also goes on to say Yerp Also imagine this (laughs) Okay A free roam Arkham style Black Panther game I already like (coughs) this But with customization And fast paced Interactive boss battles Nerdgasm Fuck yes Free roam Roman Wakanda Yeah I'm down for that shit That sounds awesome I think like a Far Cry Mixed with like a Grand Theft Auto Mixed with Arkham Asylum Yeah Fuck yeah Down for that shit can I get that cool um, Black Panther copter thing? Like, I'm just, that motorcycle becomes like a, a plane. I'm, like just in a show? To,
2: I'm just trying to think like how would the free roam work in Wakanda? Because Wakanda, there's four kingdoms, right? Five, four, and it's four. Yeah, well, yeah, because we didn't see the other kingdoms in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. But
1: we saw the
2: mountain one. And what is he roaming in? The, the 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 Panther bike. <laughs> yeah.
1: You're like oh, is he like walking, in is, the, is, is he is he, walk, Panther, is he walking? Black <laughs> Panther. Yeah, like the uh, the anime series. Remember that where yeah, the panther yeah. bike that became a plane. Uh-huh. <laughs> black Panther, Black Panther. Uh, next email comes from Marlo. Brooks. Oh yeah, that, that's
2: that that will be a game. Like speaking of like more grounded heroes, a black like like Batman, the Black Panther game would be like a Arkham City. Fuck yeah,
1: fighting Claw, fighting uh, Mbaku, maybe for fighting a, Rhino. An intro. Rhino, yeah, I like that. Craven the hunter. the hunter, appropriate your culture. Mini boss
2: battle, <laughs> but let the, let the like the main battle, like let Doom be
1: the main villain. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, get some golden jaguar in there. Yeah, man, that'd be that'd be really cool. This guy needs to fucking make video games. <laughs> um, so next episode, I mean, next Marvel episode. needs to fucking make video games. Word. All we get is Spider Man. Uh, next email comes from Marlo Brooks. New season of Bee and Puppycat on Verve. Do you watch what? Bee and Puppycat? I've never heard of that. I've seen it. I don't really remember it because it was so long ago. But they have some cool animated shows. Um, oh, What was it called? There's one. Uh, it's kind of like Adventure Time. But it's with these people that are kind of like Voltron people. Uh, it's a really epic thing with a horse in it. Speaking of
2: which, season five of or six of Voltron is out.
1: Oh yeah, Bradley was telling me about that. There's a lot of seasons of that show that we have not seen. I don't think I've don't think i watched it since season three. I didn't even watch season three. <laughs> where did we stop at? Whatever
2: season... I think it was two. Was no, it two? No, we were No, we, three. We reviewed... I think we reviewed one and two. I don't know if you reviewed three. I think you and Jamie
1: reviewed three. I didn't see it. Okay, that's where I stopped. Because even then, I was getting kind of sick of it. Like, it felt like it should have been over. Yeah. So
2: six I, seasons is a lot. Th- hold on. Let me let me make sure. What season on? I think it's they're on season six. Mm. Keep, but keep talking.
1: Uh hi Jordan. Get ready for a brand new season of comfy pants and floor snacks. Creator Natasha wait, what? Oh, this is a freaking this is not even this is an ad. I was like, what? No. <laughs> this is somebody trying to get me to review this <laughs> Someone trying to get me to review their stuff. It's behind the scenes of Blur Vision. <laughs> yeah, season six. That's a lot, dude. Alright, my next email comes from Daryl Griggs. This is just about My Hero Academia. I fell in love with the show after you guys recommended it. And since I know you guys love this show, I found the most hilarious videos on YouTube about this show. The title alone will have you cracking up. Don't worry. I'm not trying to get you to subscribe uh, or anything like that. Stay nerdy, my blurdy. Okay, so he just gave us a YouTube video for some My Hero Academia videos on YouTube. Mountain Lady Flirts with Azuku. What? What? <laughs> Mountain lady wants to talk to you, Deku. Word. <laughs> okay.
2: Oh, what's up? The sky.
1: I'd say, I say, okay, that. bitch, you're going too far. Yeah, <laughs> he deleted it. <laughs> damn. What? Oh, yeah, when she po- when a girl sends you a picture of her ass, she, she want the D. She said, damn. Hey, oh, man. shit. Kirishima said, oh, shit. I'm like, how did
2: Kirishima get on?
1: Well, he's, he's the one that made the group chat. Oh.
2: I've been watching you for a while now, Deku. (laughs) Eyes. Let's have some fun.
1: How big you want me to get? Whoa. Whoa. He's a child. Oh, (laughs) that ass. He said, her fur." (laughs) Faints. Damn. Her ass literally made a nigga faint. Mountain, let's get it on, girl. Sorry, I'm
2: not a hot Cheetos.
1: What? What? What are hot Cheetos? I don't know.
2: Well, I guess because his hair.
1: What? <laughs> that was crazy. I'm like, I'm so, it's so weird. Okay. But that, I mean, that's real. If a girl sends you her butt for no reason, that means she won it. <laughs> anyway. Wow, So they sent. Next email comes from. Uh, LVP subject is fan of blurred. So big fan, love your content, and just want to say keep it up. Also, Game of Thrones: there are three dragons, but one dies from the king, so that leaves two. So Daenerys rides one, and Jon Snow rides the other one for an epic battle. Yes. Yeah. That is what we said in our reviews, isn't it?
2: I'm like, they showed that, and we we talked about that. Yeah,
1: we talked about that. They showed that in the uh,
2: they did. They showed it. The, the 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 white king die, kills the
1: uh... oh but I mean John rides one nearest rides the other oh John rides but one they very heavily hinted toward that with one taking a liking to John well yeah we assumed yeah now DC stuff this is my idea of how the DC cinematic universe should have been he sends a picture cause remember I thought at one point I said maybe maybe uh well this is entirely too much to read he basically made an entire list of like the order and what should be made in DCEU but good on you, bro. This is amazing fan fiction you're writing for the DCEU. <laughs> yeah, going back to uh, the Game of Thrones. Remember
2: I said at one point I thought uh, Tyrion would be turned out to be a Targaryen because mm-hmm. of the, way, the connection you had with the dragon. I was going to say, well, one dragon would be for Tyrion, one dragon would be for Jon, and one dragon would be for Daenerys. Yeah. That turned out not to be the case in terms of that because one of the dragons ended up
1: being for the Night King. But I still think that Jon... Jon Daenerys, for sure, Jon Daenerys. And Tyrion was like Far-fetched anyway Because like, used to assume that Because of that What that one scene And the theory that He might be a Targaryen But like Just because they took A liking to him Sort of In that cave Or whatever Doesn't necessarily mean That he has the ability To ride one. But like John, You could saw He was like a cat Like literally Oh it feels good Oh touch me Jon uh, He's got the dragon blood In him so that makes sense uh, next email comes from and he gave Daenerys some of that dragon blood <laughs> oh, 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 they're related <laughs> Javaka Brox uh, they say showing love hey guys decided to send an email because I always hear y'all talking about how iTunes reviews don't always go through and I really want you guys to get my message and hopefully read it first of all I must say I love the podcast and started listening maybe two months ago and have slowly become a fan of the work uh, thank you thank you I love the reviews on the different topics you tackle, and even though I don't always agree, you guys still give valid points to your position, and I like that. I would say that I gave up on the CW shows a while back because, like you already know, they've become trash besides Black Lightning. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I kind of just went over that today with Supergirl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do love hearing y'all talk about it because because it saves me having to actually watch the episodes myself. Well, <laughs> yeah, through our pain, you can get vicariously knowledge about the show. Uh, still haven't watched season finale of Flash because of your review. <laughs> you missed nothing last but not least I love that it seems like you both try to connect with your fan base often and have requests that Michael would do a review on Sense8 season finale uh, he wants me to watch it but I've been struggling <laughs> uh, yeah
2: Jordan didn't wa- he, he started he, he watched some of it then turned it off like an hour I
1: couldn't go I couldn't so, do it he's a bitch <laughs> uh, an overall short review on the show so he wants you want to do like a season slash series recap and review the finale? I love Sense Eight. Yeah, you need to love it too. <laughs> I try. Uh, I heard him mention that he watched it, and I would love to hear his opinion on the finale because I love the show. And as a new fan, it would mean a lot if he could do a review. Much love and always stay nerdy, my blurdies. Thanks to Vodka. And th- would you want to do a review?
2: I'll think about it. Call my secretary.
1: <laughs> that doesn't. They don't exist. <laughs> this he, is one of your my, personalities. My secretary does exist. Okay. <laughs> I think we have one more, yeah, one more email. Came in today, actually. Hey, guys. This is the Ginger Samurai One. Hey, guys. I recently reviewed you guys on iTunes as Ginger the Weeb, but iTunes is difficult for me to access, uh, so I've resorted to email. I just wanted to talk about how incredible Colgan Dagger is so far. The dream sequences in the most recent episode were powerful as fuck. I agree. Michael didn't understand them. (laughs) So
2: there you go. I'm the dumbest Avenger on this
1: episode. (laughs) Weird. On top of that, I really... You're messing up our dynamic, Michael. (laughs) On top of that, I really enjoy that the show isn't leaning onto the relationship between Tandy and Ty. I feel like that would be forced and predictable as hell. The actors for Ty and his girlfriend have so much chemistry and plays really well that way. I agree. I agree. Uh, and plus you need room for them to grow like it wouldn't be interesting if you start with them like oh we're gonna be a couple yeah I I I mean I feel the
2: same way about like Hulkland and Wiccan and the Young Avengers how it's like you don't know who they are but because I can tell by your eyes but shut the fuck up like all they are in Marvel are just oh we're the gay teenage couple in the comics but you don't know who they are as individuals, and I keep saying, like, I keep trying to pitch to these writers. I tweet them and shit like that, but they don't listen to me. Cause, <laughs> cause I'm, not, I'm not blurred vision, apparently. Uh, yeah, okay, because I have that kind of sway. You do. We'll <laughs> talk about like the Supergirl, the, the Supergirl news. <laughs> uh, what about the Brainiac? Oh yeah, I heard about that. That came from that came straight from you. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly, they were listening. Jordan wants. Jordan doesn't want. Uh, what's his face there anymore? We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> I, I wish. But yeah, so I like. I keep saying i want those two characters to be separated because all they're known as is oh they're the they're the teenage they're the teenage gay couple at marvel but who are they as Hawkland and wiccan as individuals yeah i want them to separate not Absolutely. necessarily break them up but at least like put them in different books to
1: like establish who they are yeah i feel you i feel you um and this is for all the people that don't watch my academia and don't listen to our anime section uh Ginger Samurai goes on to say, I'm also writing just three minutes after the most heartbreaking and awe-inspiring thing I've ever seen. The new episode of My Hero Academia finally showed me how Jordan feels at literally every movie. <laughs> every, every movie. I, I cried for almost the entire episode. Tears of joy and sorrow and a rollercoaster of emotions that will take time to recover from Welcome to my emotional world. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, My Hero has just kept getting better and this episode, marked why I hope to be the real beginning of Azuku's journey. Beautifully put. I love I love this reviewer for this. Uh, that's all. Thanks for suffering thoroughly. Oh, suffering through this essay of an email. I wasn't suffering at all, man. Great read. Loved it. And also, I totally agree with you with the My Hero Academia stuff. And as everyone who watches it should. If you don't watch it, you're trash. Yeah. <laughs>
2: The purest of trash. The purest of trash.
1: All right, but that's it for the emails. Uh, let's give it over to Michael for the news of the week. Yeah, Michael would, news. Wait, well, yeah, I wouldn't mind
2: doing a Sense Eight review. Okay. Maybe next week or next week, whatever. maybe we do that? Maybe.
1: Maybe. <laughs> no promises, right? Because you don't do that. You don't promise things. <laughs> no, no anyone. promise.
2: <laughs> I'll have to. Yeah, I'll probably have to go back and rewatch it because i might have forget, forgotten some stuff. But anyway, news. Let's talk. It once. <laughs>
1: Yo, he looks so mad right now. I'm sorry. I, I, I tried. You saw me. I, I watched an hour. And I, was I like, didn't oh. see you. I wasn't here. Well, I took a screenshot where I stopped. It was like an hour plus in. I'm like, I can't watch anymore. I'm bored. It's because you're, you're trash. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You, you,
2: you didn't watch season two. That's probably why. What The, what, the last, you, last I did. you saw was season one, right? No, I watched season two, but that was so long ago. Well, you need to go back and watch season two. I honestly don't remember it. That's why you didn't watch it. You don't have the connection. <laughs> 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 hundreds of DMs. That's why I didn't watch it. So what? Do you do it? So just go out to my hundreds of DMs. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> so let's talk trailer time. My Hero Academia
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> よ、
2: Two called Two Heroes. So, uh, I'm assuming, based on the trailer, it's not canon. It's just an world story. But the synopsis for the movie is... After the end of the climactic final exams, the UA class members head off to their school field trip for summer break. However, before they head off to the school field trip, All Might and Deku accept an invitation from someone to go abroad to a floating and mobile man-made city called i island all researchers in the world from both east and west are gathered in this place known as the hollywood of science where they research quirks as well as hero supplemental items at the special i expo convention (laughs) comic-con that is currently being held on the island this is where deku meets the quirkless girl melissa melissa also is like him quirkless they just said that <laughs> <laughs> the quirkless girl melissa melissa's like him quirkless i'm like <laughs> they just said that but anyway deku huh. is able, They're not great writers <laughs> deku is able to connect with melissa by recalling when he too was quirkless during that time suddenly despite an despite an iron wall of security surrounding the island. The system is breached by a villain who hacked into it. The people living on the island are all taken hostage. Now the Hero Association association needs to act quickly to deploy their unshakable plan or else. The only person who can grasp that key is none other than the number one hero. all a
1: all
2: Sometimes they say all then sometimes they say all I'm like, what's that extra st-? I'm racist. <laughs>
1: wow. Wow, you're setting us all back in <laughs>
2: so many years. I can say it. Because I tried to learn Japanese. Oh, okay. That doesn't is that, make, that how it works? That, that, no, that's, oh, that's, that's how, that how it works. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> I've been to Japan, Jordan. <laughs>
1: wow. So that's the whole synopsis? Yeah, that's the whole synopsis. Um, and I mean, the trailer is, you know, it's pretty interesting looking. I kind of gleaned a lot of that from just watching the trailer, even though it's a lot of like, like really fast paced cut scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, like most anime movies, I guess it's not within continuity of the the actual story. Which makes sense. Yeah, so that pretty much means they could do whatever they want. Yeah, but then after just because we watched this trailer after seeing the most recent episode of My Hero Academia, I'm like, who 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 is this guy to challenge All Might? There's no way whoever this guy is would be any challenge to All Might. Fuck out of here. Vice is <laughs> <laughs> being you know jaded by the the all for one fight. <laughs> but interesting that uh, Deku looks like he has like a like some kind of brace in his arm. Yeah. So like I guess help him not be hurt by um, his own quirk. Use his power. But that seems like something I was telling you this. Like, I felt like that was something that they would add to the actual canon of the show. I mean, they probably we... they probably are gonna add
2: it because I don't know if the uh the writer of the show is writing this movie. Because you know sometimes like even Dragon Ball, I don't think uh what's his face does the the side movies. Toriyama. Yeah. No, and then like he doesn't. Have any of those as canon? That's why Broly's not
1: canon in Super.
2: Yeah, so I'm pr- it's probably the same thing with My Hero. He probably ha- he probably has to give permission because it's his shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's writing it. Mm-hmm. So they probably do give uh, Deku that little arm wrap. F-
1: oh, further on, but maybe for this movie, throw back to our My Hero review. Going back to the um, the Star Wars comparisons, there's also speculation online that Deku might lose an arm like Luke. That's why his arms beginning progressively more fucked up. I'm like, I don't think so. Fuck, man. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Maybe not, but I could see it being not, something like this. They're not going to go God, killer. They're not going to go Thor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but I could see it being something like this where like his arm is damaged to the point where he needs to wear some kind of brace on it so it doesn't like you know get more damaged. That's Maybe. why I'm like, but according, but, it'd be kind of redundant if he's. But he I mean, according this to movie.
2: this, uh, the movie, this takes place right after the finals. So we know he's not as damaged as he was in, uh, when he fought Muscular. Always right after the finals. Yeah, the final exams. Oh, okay. That
1: changes things a little bit. So, so
2: this again. So, so they they do introduce it. So, on the timeline, this place, this takes place right before they go to summer break. So, instead of going to the camp, they go here. In this elsewhere, they're going to
1: the whatever Eye Island. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like then if they do introduce something like that in the show now, it feels kind of redundant. Yeah, a little bit. Hopefully, it doesn't step on toes. It's not not canon, so yeah.
2: Because, well, I mean, they introduced uh, the freaking support team. So I'm pretty sure at some point, once they get like second years or third years, they're going to have more interact- interaction, 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 well, <laughs> interaction with uh, the support team because they're going to eventually become heroes. I'm yeah. I'm sure they're going to have to, you know, get some type of license or some shit to become like heroes. So they got to get their costumes or whatever made official.
1: Yeah. Hey, man, I'm, I'm going to see it no matter what. Fucking My Hero is like my favorite anime of all yeah, time I'm a, right Yeah, I'm going to watch so. it. I think it comes out in July. Fuck yes. Hopefully it's on Crunchyroll. It better be. If not...
3: Arr! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yar, har, fiddly, being a pirate is totally free! <laughs> uh, uh, next movie on the list.
2: The Nun.
0: I had a series of visions when I was younger. And after each one ended, the same thought would be stuck in my head.
3: What did you see?
0: I saw none. Word of my visions reached the church, and I was asked to accompany a priest to an abbey in Romania.
1: The abbey has a long history. Falak, well, not all good.
2: What? She made him down. Karen's here. Mother what? Privacy.
1: Now Hello. So when you say no. the nun, I think like nun like N O N E, like none. Like nun no. like sister act. <laughs> Oh well, this is the... the
2: holy queen and yana, yana, oh maria Wow,
1: wow. <laughs> This is like a spin-off of Conjuring, right?
2: Yes, an exact spin-off of Conjuring cuz the Conjuring 2 actually cuz that
1: had the nun in it Probably the freakiest scene in that movie, where the girl's in that wheelchair. Yeah, being this takes wheeled. place.
2: This takes place in 1952. So
1: before that, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but the scene where she's being wheeled really fast by an unknown force behind her, when she turns around, and she sees like the silhouette of the nun, and she's pushed into that barn. In the barn, yeah. Fuck was freaky as fuck, <laughs> and this is the nun herself. Like, I don't, it's so simple. It's a simple design, but that face is scary. Mm-hmm. The sunken in eyes and stuff.
2: And I mean, for the most part. The, the the Conjuring movies, like, I, I really enjoy that franchise.
1: Same. Like, we, we gave it a, did we give it a perfect vision, Conjuring 2, or was it more impassable? Did we review The Conjuring 2? Yeah, we reviewed that with Jamie, didn't we?
2: Oh. Did I think we? we did. I yeah. I don't remember. I'm old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we did. I don't remember. Well, yeah, actually, no. Yeah, we did. <laughs> God damn it, Michael. I, I, don't, I don't remember what we gave it. So it was high. It was up there. It was it was a good movie. But yeah, like the Conjuring 1, the Conjuring 2, I really love those movies. Even Annabelle was pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I feel like Annabelle was the weakest, but it wasn't like It was the weakest. It wasn't like weak to the point where I was like it sucks. No. So I'm 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 excited the trailer looks good. I love horror movies. So I still need to see Hereditary. So I heard her is just like sad though. Like that's freaky imagery, but just depressing. I heard it's more of a psychological thriller than like a suspense thriller. And I like psychological. Oh man. I don't wanna I don't wanna be down.
3: <laughs> I, like I don't wanna walk
1: up like, oh man, that was disturbing, sad. Oh I, I I'm here for it. Right, I want, fine. I wanna want see it. Fine.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so wait, is there oh Jurassic Parks next week? Is it? Yeah. What's, I'm pretty sure it is. Is it? I thought Thank it was you. the week after next. Is it the 22nd next week? Yeah. Then it is. So. Oh, okay. So.
2: Jurassic World.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out when we slide in Hereditary so maybe after that. Or before that. Well, they have to review two movies one week. I'd rather just review Jurassic Park.
2: What if it's not good?
1: <laughs> then I will cry. <laughs> <laughs> and there will be a long podcast of me going, Why? Is Pacific Rim Uprising all over again? <laughs>
2: Okay, we could wait. Is there another movie coming out next? Well, no, just that. And, I mean, and I mean, Cage. the week after next. I don't think so. But Luke Cage is next week too. Okay, so we could say, all right, well, we could save Hereditary for next, the week after next. Yeah,
1: but for none though, the trailer looks good. Uh, like for little they showed of it, that was scary. And we watched it together, so it caught me. The the thing where the dumb well, I saw it, I
2: saw it already. I just wanted because I was I was about to pull a. <laughs>
1: That scared me just but now. Then, Fuck you! are <laughs> all like, oh, oh. Then right
2: But then, right before I was about to do it, I, I, the the nurse popped out. I was about to, I was just about to do it, but then the nurse, because I, I timed it wrong.
1: What well, scared me anyway? <laughs> that, that when the nurse popped out from the other side, that scared me. Yeah. <laughs> when she turned, because like my assumption was when she turned around, it was gonna be gone, but that shit was like, sup? <laughs> 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 like, that wasn't going nowhere. Yep. Yeah, but uh hey, good
2: trailer. Very good trailer. I'm excited. So another good trailer that I was excited about. The final trailer for Luke Cage, season two.
0: You don't need to be bulletproof to be a superhero. Black women have always had superpowers. Turning pain into progress. Harlem doesn't need a hero. It needs a queen. Ready or not, here I come. I want to bring miracles to Harlem. All of this could be yours. I can be the mother you always wanted me to be. Ready or not, here I go. Guns. Here I go. That's where our money really comes from. It's time to let the ghosts of the past die. Mariah almost burned. I want this smell of flesh.
1: Yo, i play my enemies like a game of chess, yes. Everything that
0: belongs, Marad.
1: Should be mine. Bushmaster will scorch Harlem to get to her.
3: You can't hide.
2: Harlem can only handle one devil at a time.
0: I'm done playing my the rules I am who I know you. You can't be trusted. Ready or not? Here I come. You can't hide. Okay, just doing our dirty work for us. You wanna and take it slowly. My dark chocolate boy scout. Of course you're going to save me. Ready or not? You leave me out there. Ready or not? She won't stop. Ready or not? Here right, You want me out there. ready or not? Cause without me, God help Harlem God help us all.
1: I
2: come With Lauren Hill
1: Ready or not Here, here I, I come. come You can't hide Gonna find you well, More of the Fujis, rather Yeah But I, it fits All the lines about voodoo And stuff like that Yeah it does fit Voodoo that you do But yeah it's I, I think this is the best trailer Easily the best trailer That's come out from Luke Cage or It got me of, super and, hyped I, I
2: would say it's the best trailer For the the Marvel Netflix shows
1: I don't know. Mm. It's close. I also like that Punisher trailer where like the the gun sounds were tied with the with the the rock anthem. What was the song? Called? What was the song? Oh. Remember it cuz it opens with I
2: want to be the very best. What
1: the fuck? <laughs> no. Remember how it opens with like him like playing the guitar and it's like he's like um holding his like playing with his kids and he's playing the guitar and then it goes like the Dude, man, I don't remember what the song was, but that was a good trailer. This one's this one's close to that, but I like the fact that it's more emphasis on um. Alf, what's her name? Alfie Woodard? Yeah, uh, Black Mariah. Black Mariah, yeah. Which I'm glad they don't call her that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just call her Mariah. Yeah. Um, and the Bushmaster stuff in this is probably the best out of any of the trailers. Like, I actually get more of a sense of his character. And that sorry, and, and that he, accent. He, he, yeah,
2: is he's, a, he's, he's he's he seems like a threatening villain. Yeah. So we'll we'll don't s- kill him. Don't you
1: fucking we'll see. Oh, but then I love this trailer a lot. But then what worries me is the fact that IGN came out with this rating. Right, I can to talk about that news yeah, next Yeah, we'll or... talk about well, not next because still another trailer. But okay, but yeah, that that rating kind of you can talk about it now. No,
2: okay. We, I mean, yeah, we talk
1: about it now. Yeah, but that that rating scares me just because like I was like, oh, this trailer is fucking amazing. This yeah, season looks better than last for season. For those of you
2: that don't know, IGN gave it a 4.5, which is a bad yeah for for Luke Cage, but. Interestingly enough, IGN might have gave, gave it a 4.5, but Comic Book Resources says, and this is uh, the title of the headline, Luke Cage Season 2 is the rare sequel that outshines the original. So,
1: But yet IGN
2: said it was a 4.5. Yes, I don't know which to believe.
1: Well, here's the thing. IGN also said that Jessica Jones Season 2 was better than Season 1. So, I was gonna say, fuck what is, them for that. That's I'm not like, true did, at
2: what all. What did IGN think of Batman v. Superman? Maybe they, maybe they loved it. <laughs> They're getting paid by Warner Brothers. Uh, I don't but,
1: know.
2: But yeah, the final paragraph of the comic book resources says, uh, It says, Guided once again by showrunner Cheo Hodari Coker, Luke Cage Season 2 is slowly but deliberately paced. Taking the time to delve deeper into what motivates both its protagonist and its antagonist, it all builds to a generally surprising finale that stands to change the game for not only a potential third season, but for other Marvel dramas. And let me read the last paragraph, because usually the last paragraph sums up the whole review. So let me read the last paragraph of the... IGN? Yeah, IGN. Scroll They, they
1: made it seem like... And it's funny, because this trailer felt like there was a lot of cohesion between the two villains and how they relate to each other. Because it seems like Luke Cage has to protect Black, Black Mariah. Mariah. Like, he's being forced to protect Black Mariah from Bushmaster. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty interesting interesting dynamic where she's using him as, like, a, a unwilling bodyguard. I like that idea. Because yeah. this idea of, like, how do you fight... When, you're, when you have a super-powered hero and a, a, a villain without powers, how do you play the, that dynamic? Or even the thing that she
2: said to him when she was like, you think I'm bad. For you think I'm bad for Harlem, let me not be in power anymore, and you'll see yeah. some, something like that.
1: Like two devils, and he was even like uh, Harlem can't handle two devils. The, de- at the time. devil that you
2: know versus yeah. the devil that you don't.
1: Yeah, but then the IGN review made it seem like it was going yeah. Be- this is
2: this is what they say: Marvel's Luke Cage season two never quite finds its footing over the course of its 13 episode run. The series is still struggling to regain momentum after Cottonmouth's exit midway through season one. While Mike Coulter and Alfrey Woodard deliver solid performances, there is there simply isn't a compelling story worth exploring. So it's two polar opposites.
1: That's what I'm saying. And, and, but see, the trailer makes it feel like there is a story to be told, but the IGN reviews make it seem like there's less story to be told. Less than the first season? I was going to say, but Comic Book Resources said they handled it beautifully.
2: They said it's deliberately paced. So I guess we'll see. Can you, can you tell what the races are
1: of um, the reviewers? Yeah, What's the name? Is, is his name Smith? <laughs> I, I, just, I, just, I just asked it out. Uh, the world may never know. That's I I'm, I'm like, what
2: did what did they feel about BVS? Maybe that's maybe they're maybe they're DCU fans at IGN, wow. or or it might be bad. I don't know. I don't know which one to believe. That's just, that, goes, that just goes to show you movies and television and art and all that other stuff is subjective. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Well, as black people, we have to watch it. So <laughs> we are required by law to watch it. Yeah, we're so required we'll to love
2: it, so it better be good. No, we are not required <laughs> no, to love we're it. not required to love it because mm-hmm. if we don't love it, we're not going to get anything
1: else that's black. <laughs> I mean, that's not untrue. Exactly. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Luke K season one, like the first half was great, but the second half was like pretty, gra- pretty trash.
2: I want to say it was trash, but it, it, it falls. It falls. Oh, I, okay. I, Iron
1: Fist was trash. Yeah, all right. <laughs> You're right, because then, then I have these, like, Supergirl and Flash to compare it to now. That's trash. That was, like, mediocre.
2: Very mediocre. Yeah. It was good. utterly watchable.
1: Oh, that phrase. I hate it. <laughs>
2: yeah. By the way, uh, so next, next trailer for this week, final trailer for this week, Tim Burton's Dembo. <laughs>
3: Look at that.
0: We're all family here, no matter how small. Rest your
3: head close to my heart Never to fall Baby, oh,
0: sure, Dumbo.
2: Sure. Based off the animated. Yet another live-action remake. Yes, Disney's Disney's going through all of their properties. For Dumbo. I mean, for Dumbo. For for their live action remakes. And I mean, it's a Tim Burton movie. The movie looked beautiful. I'm kind of intrigued just based on how it looked and even the score. Well, I don't really know. I know jack shit about Dumbo. I've never seen the movie. All I know is it's a flying elephant and he has big ears. And originally Will Smith was going to be in the movie, but he dropped it to uh, because he, he's now the genie in Aladdin. Wait, he was going to be in the movie? Like be Dumbo in the movie? No, or he, like, he wasn't going to be Dumbo. The- he was going to be in the movie, but like, now can- he's... Now he's the genie. In I was Aladdin. Like why?
1: Cause he's got big ears. Like,
2: <laughs> Probably, I mean, he could have been Dumbo. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I mean, now he's the genie in Aladdin. So he left. He left one Disney property for another.
1: I mean, I don't remember, remember Dumbo that well. That was like back in the VHS era when I used to when I watched that movie. So it's not like I've seen it recently. But there were like some key iconic. First of all, it was racist they had those fucking racist as crows. I seen a crow fly. I seen a butterfly. Like transformers. But I never seen an <laughs> elephant fly. Yeah, they were racist as fuck. Even as a I kid, mean, I was like. Then Dumbo come what? on like.
2: Then Dumbo come on like the forties though. So I'm like, uh, it's to be expected. For America, still though. For America.
1: Still though. I'm, I was a kid watching that like. So like even if you watch,
2: if you go back and watch these the Looney Tunes cartoons now. Oh,
1: bugs. Yeah. And motherfucker racist as fuck. But um. <laughs> And there's some weird scenes Like the pink elephant scene I don't know if you've seen that Online at all No It's like Dumbo gets you drunk At one point And he sees pink elephants Which is like a metaphor For getting drunk And it's just It's fucking weird It's a whole song Is that where this Pink
2: elephant in the room Saying came from
1: I think so Like you're I don't know if it's In the room is the phrase But it, I think seeing Pink elephants Means that you're drunk back in, de- back in the Back in the Back in the Before times That was the Colloquialism The before land before drunk. time Exactly <laughs> Even as a kid, that's a freaky-ass scene for me. Maybe that's why Tim Burton gravitated toward this, because of that scene specifically. And if they do that now, that'd be fucking weird. But I I could see Tim Burton doing it. And I don't know, it being Tim Burton is what scares me, though. Like, the trailer looks fine. It looks serviceable. Like, it looks kind of like the movie did, the animated movie. But Tim Burton, like, his remakes haven't been great. Like, Alice in Wonderland was okay. Um, What else has he remade? recently I'm I don't know. oh um the Planet of the Apes like when was the last time you've seen a good oh Willy Wait. Wonka in the Chocolate Factory yeah he did Planet of the Apes the first one oh he did, the the f- with the, he did. Matt Damon not Matt Damon uh, Mikey Marky Mark Mark Wahlberg that oh one. the very first the one the very first not the first first one I thought you meant I thought you meant the one with James Franco I'm like he did that no that was good I'm talking about the shitty one where like Marky Mark was in it oh, I didn't see that it was bad you missed nothing <laughs> Um, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. That was not nearly as good. Like, that was just bad. Fuck not being good, as good as the original. It just wasn't good. Uh, you're talking about the one with, oh, yeah, with, with I, I didn't see that. John Depp. Yeah, I didn't see that either. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he hasn't done a good movie in a long time, to me. So, I mean, the trailer looks okay, but I don't know. Like, Tim Burton's name scares me. That's just me. I
2: mean, maybe. We'll see. He'll maybe he'll have a moment where he redeems himself with yeah. this movie. Big ears crossed. <laughs> but uh, so I remember I mentioned last week that uh, Avengers was two days from hitting that two billion dollar mark. We're well past that. So yeah, not only did it hit that two billion dollar mark, but it also surpassed Titanic at the domestic box office, what? becoming the fourth biggest. Domestic grocer of all time. still, But it's, it's they're saying it's not going to pass Black Panther, though. So right now it's at 6 million, 659 million.3.
1: Million. Wow. So Black Panther? And Black
2: Panther is at 699
1: million. So Black Panther might stay above Infinity War, at least domestic. Mm hmm. So really, it's not the reason. Panther didn't do better is because of the rest of the racist ass world, yeah, basically. Wow, <laughs> go to Chala. God damn, that's impressive. But yeah, fuck Titanic. <laughs> fuck you, Rose. Fuck you, Jack. And so
2: they're they're predicting like based on you know because of and I and I said this too, but like because Avengers Four is like the culmination of the ten years. Like it's the final part of you know this Avengers. What we know of this version of the Avengers, they're saying that they're 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 thinking it might. Avengers uh, 4 might be higher in the box office than uh, Infinity War
1: it should it should like I said especially how it ended like it ended on a cliffhanger of like you have to see the next movie mm-hmm. so yeah so now like I said like I mentioned before
2: now they're just waiting to see if there's gonna be enough juice for it to surpass uh, The Force Awakens but I'm just like either way it's like Disney is Disney fighting yeah, Disney yeah Disney fighting Disney so <laughs> it's like we're printing money over here <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Uh, ooh, excuse me. You're right. All right, <laughs> nah, sorry, I had to burp. But uh, somebody that somebody that's also happy besides Disney with the whole two billion dollar mark of Avengers, I'm sure Zoe Saldana has to be happy because now she's the only actress in history to be in two movies that have uh, hit the two billion dollar mark. Avatar and Avengers.
1: Oh wow! Didn't know that was even a a record to break. Makes sense though. It wasn't before, but now <laughs> she, but
2: now she broke it. <laughs> so uh, speaking of something else that's broken, the internet is trash, and it needs to be. And it needs to well, be. Well, how hey, many times do we have to re- like verify that? <laughs> that needs to, that needs to be broken up. Like Ralph, Ralph breaks the internet. <laughs> so Jeremy Renner. Came out and said, "Cause you know, Hawkeye wasn't in Avengers Four, yeah. and apparently it brought out all these Hawkeye fans that were just hiding in dorms somehow." We're Hawkeye fans. But uh, Jeremy Renner came out on a uh, in when he was getting interviewed by USA Today, and he basically confirmed that uh, because Hawkeye was not in Avengers Four, the Russo brothers got death threats.
1: So we just got to the point in our society where people get death threats for anything. Yeah. He said, it's a nice feeling, I suppose,
2: but I think the Russo brothers got way too many death death threats. And I'm like, wow, dude, that's intense. I'm so sorry. So who are these Hawkeye fans that are sending death threats to the Russo brothers, even though we know he's going to be in Avengers 4? We saw the set photos of him as Ronan, but I guess it's not enough. He has to be in 3 and 4.
1: <laughs> who are these? I'm like, what is... What is going on? It's fucking stupid. I, I hate... I hate what the internet's... Be, I hate what nerdom and what fandom in general has become. It shouldn't be like this. Like, at all. Like, we used to be the underdogs. And even Kevin Smith in the latest podcast kind of talks about this. Like, we used to be the underdogs. We used to be the people that, like, would bond together because the rest of the world thought we were trash. Yeah, we used
2: to be the people that you would get beat up for your lunch money because you're a nerd. But <laughs> But now nerds are cool. And it's the thing where and Mark Bernard touches on this. The mainstream, the mainstreamness of nerd them well, is what fucked it up.
1: N- um, yes, but not in the way that that might sound. It's more that there always has to be an other. And but now because there's so many of us, rather than fandom and nerds looking at like we're the nerd community and it's the rest of the world that doesn't get us. Now it's more rather than it being an eternal, I mean, external other, now the other is within. So we've created divisions within our own community where it's like, oh well, I like Avengers, but I don't like fucking Twilight. Fuck those bitches. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so now instead of like us looking at the outside world as the other, we look at each other as the other. And it creates this divide within the community. And it fucking I mean, sucks. we've always been that, like you had
2: the divide between Star Trek fans and Star Wars fans. But it's fans. never been thi- like this. Because we never but now, now it's not even that. Because we, we never had
1: the internet. But, it's, it's worse though It's even now it's, it's within Star Wars Like Karen Tran And the You like the, the new trilogy? What? Well, yeah it's like Now it's the old trilogy Versus the new trilogy Or it's like It's the Force Awakens Versus the last Jedi I mean like, humans are tribal We're fucking vicious animals Like what's that phrase Like if you put two people In a room together They'll imagine ways To kill each other I mean, didn't you
2: talk about a Star Trek episode where it's like there's a tribe of black and blue people or whatever? Oh, black and bl- white, white and black. Yeah, white and black. There's no difference but there's, the side the color's on and, yeah, still, and they, still, yeah. they still they still fight. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. You go to pra- places like uh, Africa, like they're all literally black. They're all black people, but you got Congo versus the Sudan or Nigerians and uh, Egyptians and yada, yada, yada. It's like, or Asia, like the 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 tibetan people don't like or the chinese people don't like tibetan people and it's like that's why they didn't make uh mm. doctor strange uh the ancient one they didn't make him tibetan because they felt like it wouldn't open well in china so
1: it's like, yeah. yeah humans are fucking tribal but speaking of but fandom used to be a safe haven for all that shit it, it used to be and now it's not and it's a damn shame and uh speaking
2: of more things that are a damn shame so yeah uh Millie Bobby Brown. I think you say Millie Rock. <laughs> yeah. But the Millie Rock on every block. And we mentioned, we, we said she was 16. No, she's 14. Oh, wow. So, Millie Bobby Brown, most people know her as 11 from Stranger Things. She ended up deleting the same shit with Kelly Marie Tran. She ended up deleting her uh, Twitter account because uh, people on Twitter, for whatever reason, were making memes of her with like homophobic sayings. <sighs> <damn> At, <laughs> uh, like depicting her as being homophobic even though she's been a very public supporter of like glad and you know stuff like that i and heard like, people were defending she the... came out against like the parkland shooting and supporting gun control so i'm pretty sure that's probably why because she came out for fucking guns gun control
1: yeah but i seen people online defending it saying like oh well it's the reason why it's just a joke and it's obvious that's a joke and that's why it's she's funny. a fucking minor like why
2: what are you doing
1: Hey, don't get mad at me, bro. I didn't do it. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm, no, I'm not mad at you. But like, <laughs> I'm like, ow, I didn't. Sure, I know you're doing this shit. Stop making those memes. It's
2: not me. I feel like it's you, like hiding in the, <laughs> behind your kid. Car- <laughs> fuck me. Fuck eleven. I like twelve. Like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> no, you like seven. Other the chick <laughs> from season two. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like what? It, like I don't understand. Like. And not that this justifies anything, but I'm like, Kelly Marie Tran, she's a grown woman. So, and that's not to say that justifies it, but yeah, I, I feel like at least she could more or less, she could probably handle it a little bit better because yeah. she's an adult. But you, we already got a show on fucking Netflix about, you know, teenage suicide and stuff like that because of harassment and bullying called 13 Reasons Why. <laughs> like, what are you guys doing? Like,
1: it's fucking stupid. And like I I don't Again, she's 14 years old. But this is where we've come to where fandom, we're like people are just toxic to the point where I like, is it even, even a fandom? fandom
2: though? Because it's not people saying, "Oh, I hate Stranger Things, so fuck Millie Bobby Brown." I'm pretty sure well, like is- I said. I'm pretty sure it's because she came out against cuz just based on a thing cuz I'm like cuz usually that's what happens if a celebrity comes out about something political That's when all the, oh, why don't you just shut up and make your movies, bro? Or like when LeBron James came out and talked about racism, somebody on Fox News said, shut up and dribble. Like, just shut up and play basketball. Like, so I'm pretty sure that's what it's
1: about. I mean, definitely. But it's also a subsection of people that, again, they just have, people have Asperger's, they have any number of social anxiety disorders. Like, there's so many people that are fucked up that use the internet as their like, place to be strong. And they, they do this shit because it makes them feel powerful. That's really what it comes down to. And it's just these people have become so empowered. And before we talk about it being like Trump inspired, but I honestly think that's part of it. Like it's assholes are now feeling like they're vindicated. And this is what happens when they feel vindicated the internet has become a dark place. <laughs> very, 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 very dark place.
2: A place that I don't want <laughs> to go to. Well, so, there's another place that I don't want to go. I don't want to be Chris Hardwick right now. <laughs> What's up with Chris Hardwick? What's up with the Nerdist? What? <laughs> so, yeah, Chris Hardwick, he has been removed. He's been wiped from the Nerdist website. What? AMC pulled his show talking with Chris Hardwick. Uh, people are demanding that Yvette Nicole Brown take his place as the host of uh, Talk, Walking Talking Dead what because his ex-girlfriend oh my god here we go what happened chloe uh dystra d-y-k-s-t-r-a i don't know what that is but okay uh but I'm, i i just wanted to make sure i get her name right but okay. yeah uh basically she came out and uh said that she was in a very long-term abusive relationship Sec, a long-term sexual and emotional abusive relationship with Chris Hardwick. And she released uh, the article on Medium and it ended up blowing up and it went everywhere. And at first... Well, not at first, but she didn't name the fact that it was Chris Hardwick, but everybody pretty much put it together. Oh, duh. Yeah, because, I mean, she the last relationship she was in publicly was with Chris Hardwick. She mentioned things about, like... Because Chris Hardwick always talked about the fact that he was a recovering alcoholic and so one of because i read the i read her article and it's a lot of shit that she says so one of the things that she mentions is how you know he's 20 years her senior so you could put that together and then also another thing that she mentions is like he was he's a recovering alcoholic so there were moments where i would like have a glass of wine with my drink and he would tell he would he, he would say something like i noticed that you had a glass of wine with your with your drink oh that stops now like, you're not doing that anymore. And she would talk about how he uh would, like, keep her... Like, she wasn't allowed to take pictures with him. Uh, She wasn't allowed to hang with male friends. Like, her best friend was a guy. He didn't like that, so he wasn't allowed to hang with any male friends unless they were co-workers. The fuck? Okay. He talked about how uh she got pregnant at one point. And, but you know how sometimes when a woman gets pregnant, the egg gets stuck in their fallopian tube? I think it's called an ecto-something pregnancy. So they have to have surgery for that because obviously, if it, if it continues to if if the baby continues to gestate, like the mother would die because it's stuck in her fallopian tube as opposed to her uter- uterus. Okay. And so she mentioned how she had to get surgery for that, and she was she was more fearful of the fact that he would be upset that she was pregnant than the fact that she was gonna die. So ended. So, so anyway, she ended up getting surgery. She told him about the surgery. She ended up getting surgery, and he was there at the hospital with her. And she was like, and she mentioned in the article like. So I thought maybe at some, like, that, that tells me that he had some type of emotion for me because he was there for me when I was in the hospital. But she said the first question that he asked the doctor, and she said her mother was there, so that's, there's proof that, that she's not lying. But the first question that, she, that, he, that Chris Hardwick asked the doctor after the doctor said she's going to make a full recovery, he was like, well, when do I get to have sex with her again? Whoa and, she, and she, she said in the article that was the first question he asked the doctor my mother never she said in the article my mother never forgot that story
1: that's pretty crazy that's very crazy so why did she come on with all this shit? Like, how long was this, this relationship? was it
2: recent? it's recent it wasn't like it was 10, 20 years ago they just broke up not like a couple maybe like 2 or 3 years ago or whatever she was saying 2, maybe 5 I would say maybe 5 years ago that's 5 years that's not that recent but yeah okay I mean it's more than like 30 plug. but she, but she but basically she was saying the reason she came out with it cuz she was like you know she's about to enter her 30s and you know it's you know she wants to leave the past and all this stuff behind but she wants to heal and all this other stuff and uh she was saying that uh she also you know she was also inspired by the me too movement and she wants to you know maybe inspire other people and okay they sh- and then, and then, but but the, then the article how ends- much do
1: you think is actually inspiring about aspiring other people or how much do you think it's about just taking down somebody that you have a grudge against I don't know cause, cause I like, mean- a lot of this seems like we the to think it keeps happening sometimes it feels like the people are just bitter like, I'm not saying that she didn't go through shit I'm not saying that I'm not about to be like oh, I'm the anti-Me Too guy but like some of this is just like why are you just like yeah especially if like someone's like I'm be vague about it but anyone can connect the dots I'm gonna go public with it. So obviously you want this to disperse the person's name. And because these people are in a position of power, like like Chris Hardwick is, I guess. Like it's obvious that you're doing this because you want it to especially now that you've seen what happens when people do this, you want it to blow up, so you, it does hurt the person in some way. You know what I mean? I, I get that there's a reason just to be like, I it's my truth I wanna tell it. But it's also a thing where I feel like it's some kind of like vindication being like, Well fuck him and this is how I can get back at him.
2: Well I mean, if he did it, then is she, not, is she not wrong in doing that? Especially
1: if Being he... Being public with your information. Well, first of all, that's some asshole shit to do, to be like, <laughs> what kind of sex with her? And all that shit. But, like, I don't know. It's just the trend. I've and seen then cause, people cause get... Because she
2: also mentioned in an article how he would, like, publicly disparage her even though she wasn't necessarily doing anything wrong. Like, he accused her of cheating on him, which she didn't do. But then he was getting other celebrities' numbers and would tell her about it. Or how... Uh, she would try to get you know jobs and stuff like that, and a friend, a friend of hers that she thought was like a sister of her, who was more friends with Chris Hardwick, she would like more or less disparage her name, keep her from be, keep her from working in Hollywood again, so she wasn't able to get work. Oh wow, so, yeah, and uh, she also mentioned something like the, the article ended where it was like the guy that I used to know would try to sue me for saying this type of stuff, but I, I would warn you against not doing that because I have audio and uh, videos like proof pr- of of everything that I'm saying so if you try to come for me like I have proof
1: I have proof <laughs> wow so that's how would end it ended hashtag me too slash bitches be winning that's like <laughs> that's what I'm hearing about this maybe I'm like, I'm kind of biased too because I like Chris Hartwick like he his was like a story that was kind of motivational like he did talk a lot about his like recovering alcoholism and like how he basically pulled himself up from like the brink of like being a washout, and then ended up like with all like he created like a I don't know if he created that nervous, but I know like he was a big part of that. He like he got on the talking dead and stuff like that. So then, so now he's mostly like losing everything because somebody was just like, "Well, he hurt me." Fuck him. Yeah, but
2: that's you're kind of oversimplifying. Like the stuff that he did was more than just well he hurt me. Like getting her black getting <laughs> her blacklisted from
1: working, like taking her away from her friends like no I agree with you 100% I'm just saying like it's just, it's this couple with so many other stories I've heard it's just like that's what it feels like cause now. I mean truth of the matter is like
2: you hear stories in Hollywood like even freaking Elijah Wood came out years ago talk about you would be surprised the the, the level of pedophilia that's in Hollywood in terms Whoa. of like the executives and stuff like that but it's like nobody would listen to him or oh, yeah I oh, oh. That's illegal. <laughs> yeah. That's different. <laughs> but, I, but I'm just saying, like, the, the, the level of depravity that's going on in Hollywood and stuff yeah, like Kevin that. Kevin Spacey, when, when, all people, that shit. when people come out and say something, like, they're like, come on, bro. I like. Or, like, even the guy that came out against Kevin Spacey, they're like, oh, yeah, fuck you. I like Kevin Spacey. You got my favorite show canceled. It's like.
1: Yeah. something. Uh, the worst things I've heard cause in because like, Some things are like him being an asshole, but for his hard work, some just sound like him being an asshole. Other things, like the blacklisting, also kind of an asshole move. But, like, some things are like illegal some things are like on a different tier like you know uh, and then like where's the line because like nothing he really did was illegal it sounds like he just had connections that she didn't and he was also a dick you know what i'm saying but kevin space is different that completely different tier he's doing illegal shit he's doing straight up harassment shit like if you are a rapist a harasser all that stuff that all makes sense but like, uh, you, you go down the line of the me too stuff I feel so conservative this. <laughs> I feel like well conservative like oh this is this is a ridiculous thing but no it's, you go down the, like, the, the line and where do you start to draw the line at like some people just saying things like oh he's an asshole and that really takes away like person's achievements and stuff like that you know what I mean like if you're an, a harasser or just something illegal all that stuff I get but when you start getting down to the line of like you're kind of just a dick I don't know where the line is you know what I'm saying it gets fuzzy Mm-hmm. and this I'm not even saying this is like at the bottom rung of those things but I'm talking about what happens if you go like one more rung down one more rung down one more rung down you know and then where where's the line of like I just want to speak my truth to I'm just trying to get back at this person that's all I'm saying
2: I mean there's some of that like like the thing what happened that tried to happen with Aziz Ansari what was that well the, the woman came out and, and uh I don't know if she necessarily think she caught uh, accused him of sexual abuse, but she said she felt a sexually sexually violated or whatever the case may be. Even though, like what? when you read the story, like it was like no, like nobody, everybody pretty much was on his side for the
1: most part. Because, uh, but see, even defending yourself in those things still leaves a stain to some extent. So it's like. And then at that point, it's like you feel like you just making private matters public just for the sake of rallying sympathy because you're using the movement as a shield against, like, you know, you're using, these, you're using the movement as a a source of power for you just trying to be, like, petty toward that person.
2: Well, like I said, he would, he would, it's not like she's just doing, because she mentioned how he would talk about her on his stand up and his stand up shows, like in front of thousands of people, talk, call, you know, disparaging her name and all this other stuff. He Use her name? I don't know if he used her name, but if you're talking about my ex girlfriend or the girl I dated, obviously it's Chris Hardwick.
1: What the hell? So you're a comedian.
2: That's what comedians do. Yeah, but if it's t- if it's stuff that's not true, I mean, comedians also lie. They embellish the truth <laughs> to make comedy. No, they more or less use the truth. They don't flat out just lie. Are you like, kidding me? Oh, I'm dating the yeah the girl I was
1: dating. No, he, he used the girl's name and then was like. Here's a ridiculous story that paints a whole picture about. This is a girl I dated, and then makes like a, a ridiculous story. Like you, you, comedians don't lie. Comedians don't embellish the truth to make jokes funnier. Yeah, but Com- I'm just- Kevin Hart will go from like I cheated my wife, which is true, to a, a kangaroo chased me. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> not all facts either. I get, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like that's that's also the nature of comedy. Now if she and if he was straight up going, her name is Samantha Smith <laughs> and she lives here and this bitch did this. And like that's one thing. But if like you're just being vague and you're telling your story and jokes. I don't know. I don't know. These lines are blurry and vague and uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> but on to some happier news. <laughs> Jamie Foxx slept with with his dick? No, we're not. I- <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're not talking about that. That's
1: another weird one.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not talking about that. So it was uh, six feet long and it came across the table and slapped me But yeah, basically Christmas uh st- 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 what, what what the fuck are their names? Uh the writers of Avengers Infinity War, uh Oh but st- this is Steve Hartwick though.
1: That sucks if he's a dick, because I really like Chris Hartwick. So I mean I do too, Sorry. but I mean, you hear, oh, it also goes to show you
2: don't really know. Yeah. All, all you know is what people show you. Like, obviously, he's a public persona. You don't know what... Kind of like the same thing, with, what happened with Michael Jackson. Granted, I don't necessarily think he did it, but I don't know. Like, the whole molesting of kids and all that other stuff. Mm. Even when that first came out.
1: Didn't the guy come out and say that wasn't true, though?
2: After he died. Okay, well... But one, that was like one, one person did that. But he was accused... Remember, he was accused in, like, 94... And then again in like 20, whatever. What
1: were you about to say? Book? I don't know. I read Chris Hartwood's book. That's all. I forgot what it was called. This is years ago. I read his, him and Kevin Smith's book. That's why I know his personal story or what I thought was his personal story. I don't know. <laughs> but anywho.
2: But yeah, so uh, Stephen McFeely and Chris Marcus, the writers of uh, Avengers Infinity War, basically came out. Uh, this is during the, the the Fat Man on Batman podcast, and they were saying that uh, they're meeting back up with the team to do reshoots for Avengers Four, and uh, to start that back up. They said the status of Avengers Four is that we shot it, but it's not due for a while. There's time for reshoots and fixing, and we're just scrubbing through it now. The Russo brothers have been there in the, the Russo brothers have been in there for a few weeks now. After the press tour and all that, and the whole team is getting together tomorrow, so that would be today more or less. And also with that, with them getting back together, they also confirmed that more or less, even though they did it vague, they, they pretty much confirmed that there's going to be a time skip in Avengers 4. So they said, "Here's the thing."
1: I mean, we knew that anyway. Yeah, we knew it. that,
2: but they pretty—this is them pretty much confirming it.
1: Okay. But they
2: said, even though they—they they still try to keep it vague. But I'm like, you just basically confirmed it. <laughs> so they said, "Here's the here's the thing." I think it's important to remember, anything's possible in the MCU. Just because there's a sequel in the books doesn't mean people become accustomed to con- to time moving linearly in the MCU. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> That doesn't necessarily that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. There's a lot there's a lot of very inventive ways of where the story can go. There's been 4 years between Guardians 2 and Infinity War. That's a long time and a lot of Guardian stories to tell. Again, as Anthony said, don't expect everything to move forward in a linear fashion in the Marvel universe. So I'm like, so yeah, you basically just confirmed. Yeah that Avengers 4 is going to take place
1: without saying it I mean they've said so much said about it you a said event. it without saying it they said so much about Avengers 4 that it just makes sense like they even said that they're not going to just roll back time just to re- undo all the deaths so it makes sense if they do something like where time has passed and now they can't just go back in time and fix things they have to actually like maybe create another alternate reality that they have to go to or something like Rick and Morty <laughs> yeah kinda La, <laughs> la, la, la,
0: la, 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 la.
2: But uh, also in that same interview, they confirmed that uh, had, you know, because remember, uh, I don't know if you remember that, Kevin Feige came out and said they had two scripts for Civil War, Captain America. And the one script, which is the one we saw, where if they got the rights to use Spider-Man and then they made another script, where if they didn't get the rights to Spider-Man. And so... Yeah. Uh, they basically they, uh, said what, what, what was going to happen in that alternate script when Tony went to go recruit Peter Parker. Ant-Man. Yeah, Ant-Man. It was going to be
1: Ant-Man. That's in the Kevin Smith uh, podcast, too.
2: That's what I was saying in the same interview.
1: Oh, okay, all right. I don't know how far you got. <laughs> uh, close to the end, I think. Well, fuck you.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, Ant-Man would have been Team Iron Man instead of Team Cap. I don't know if how to like that. Wait,
1: that was was good. Oh, that's right. If he yeah, was if, if him. Tony was
2: gonna recruit him,
1: that's terrible. That's why I say I don't. I don't like it. It doesn't even make sense because he hates Stark. That was the whole thing. Like Hank Pym hates Stark, but Scott Lang does. Might not. <laughs> why wouldn't his mentor tell him fuck Stark and he'd be like, "Whoa, well, fuck you, Hank Pym." Well, he's gonna say fuck. That'd my be man. a really awkward fuck Ant Man too. <laughs> But that'd be a really awkward Ant Man too. Where it was like, I heard you fought for Iron Man. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I like it better when he was like, Cap, you're Cap, he's Cap.
2: But uh another thing that came out was uh they talked about because in the same interview, Kevin Smith's podcast, they, they talked about how uh they would fix the DCEU because Kevin Smith asked him, asked them, and they basically just said, uh mm-hmm. I know. Well, I know the news before you to well, tell the, it. The listeners might not know. <laughs> And they said, uh, I mean, I would look at what Marvel did out of necessity and what they and in in, in mm-hmm. that they didn't have their A-list characters. They didn't have Spider-Man, they didn't have the X-Men. They went down a line and found, I mean, he's pretty fucking famous, he's Iron Man, but he wasn't their big character and they made a really good movie out of it. Mm-hmm. So I might put Batman and Superman and everybody else, like, I mean, Wonder Woman's doing fine, but aside for a second, I would go through the vast world and go. That guy, that guy, that guy, they just make a really good movie and not a universe. Let's just make a really good movie and not a universe and see what happens. There's a lot of spaghetti being thrown at the wall. (laughs) And so my, my my familiarity with DC Universe is not that great. But I can just say strategically, to quote Justice League, save, save one, one person. person. <laughs> so just make one movie at a time. They kind
1: of did with Wonder Woman. That was their one person they, yeah, saved. they
2: More or less. But yeah, yeah they started BVS with like, we're going to make a universe. Yeah. As opposed to like Iron Man. start, Even though they had the Avengers teaser at the end, it was like, let's make a good Iron Man movie mm-hmm. to build up to an MCU. They started with a plan. And they executed the... What, what, what did Captain Cole say? Have a plan. Execute the plan. Whatever Whatever he says. Well, then it falls apart. Then this he, only DC's thing. Yeah, is D, well, throw DC, the plan away. DC, yeah, DC, that's,
1: that's what DC That's they what DC They only check that last did. part. Yeah, they only check
2: that last part. What throw, did he
1: say? Throw the plan away? That's what we're going to do. We're going to do... That. Throw the plan away. Three Joker movies. Let's go. Well, so...
2: Speaking of Marvel having a plan and and sticking with a plan for the most part, as with the exception of Inhumans, that's the only thing that they had that didn't really go through. So, oh Jesus, uh, Marvel is saying that in the future, that for their Marvel Cinematic Universe, the they want Captain Marvel to be the new face and leader of the MCU going forward. Once uh, her movie comes out, of course. So they want her more or less to be the Captain America. So we're the,
1: doing like the comics, basically. That's what the comics tried to do for a little bit. They tr- That they tried to do. Yeah, and then it <laughs> and fell then, on their face because yeah. it was fucking shitty writing for her.
2: Yeah, Then, well, Civil War 2
1: fucked it up. Yeah, but people weren't really like shined on her before that either. Well, her
2: solo series was selling pretty well.
1: Yeah, but even then, I at least I didn't read it. But like the internet chatter was like, oh my God, that forced Captain Marvel on us. But then Civil War II was like the ultimate force, and then it was like, fuck this bitch. I'm hoping that the MCU does it better. I'm hoping the movie does it better. Yeah. got kind of the idea. Captain Marvel, Captain America, it makes sense. Uh, but also with that,
2: uh, with Captain Marvel, they talked about she's going to be the strongest hero that they've ever introduced. In the MCU, stronger than Thor, stronger than Hulk. Which is crazy because Thor is pretty fucking OP right now. But not only saying that, confirming that she's going to be the strongest, but they confirmed how strong.
1: Oh, I read this.
2: This is crazy. She's so strong. This is coming from Brie Larson herself. She's so strong, she can move planets. What the fuck? So to me- Superman. Beyond. Yeah. Beyond the cinematic Superman. So to me, it's like, how far can I go with this strength? So it makes me wonder, so is she going to throw a planet at Thanos? That'd be
1: awesome. <laughs> that's pretty fucking crazy. Like, Is it needed? Because, again, Thor was pretty OP by the end of Infinity War. He, he was. And so so I was like, uh,
2: a, a Thor and Captain Marvel fight versus Thanos. I feel
1: like it's not going to be a fight. And I was going to be like, oh, shit.
2: <laughs> Stay away, y'all. Instant KO. I mean, if he still has the gauntlet. What? I don't know. Or cut through like butter. <laughs> well, what did you say? He's gonna have more time with it if it's a time skip.
1: I what I'm saying. Like, that's the only way it makes sense. If unless he becomes like the comic book Thanos, where he's like omnipotent, he can actually like instantly defeat you just by thinking it. Like, because you know, the, Thanos at the end of Infinity War was not Thanos in the comics. No, he wasn't. Yeah. So we'll see. Moving planets though. That's exactly. Like yeah. when first of all when's that happening in Captain Marvel that's why what I'm like, is it happening
2: is she, is she gonna move is she gonna do like Superman and fly the, around, the, around the around the earth in reverse <laughs> that's that level that's like comic book Superman, yeah that's pretty
1: much where he like chained a fucking a, I don't L- even
2: know if it's not like comic book I don't even know, know if Lantern comic book Shane? Captain Marvel is that powerful no she's not like binary yeah is she Binary she's pretty fucking OP as binary but she has to, but she has, planet to, she, has to, she has to get to that point like it takes a while for her to become binary yeah but it's just regular captain Marvel. i mean she's a cosmic level character but
1: damn <laughs> hey man we'll see again it's like it's like in the comics where superman had like the green lantern construct chains around that planet and he pulled it like why are you doing this in the, in the movie like I want to see it to fight the scrolls. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's how they get rid of the scrolls. They move the planet away or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know.
2: Captain Marvel would be breaking history. But uh, somebody else would be breaking history. So, which I didn't even know this was the case. Or this was the case. But good for her. So we have the, uh, the you. You would know her because she did the score for Krypton. Her name is Penar Toprak. Okay. So yeah, she did the score for Krypton. She's been uh, pegged to do the score. For Captain Marvel, which makes her the first female composer to ever score a major comic book movie, so that's good for her, breaking history. Okay. I just had to. Br- I just wanted to bring that out because it's
1: history making. All right. So it's good. Good. Sweet. for Sweet. I don't her. remember the Krypton soundtrack like that, but all right. <laughs> Whatever. Fuck you.
2: So something else that also broke history: Cloak and Dagger, the highest ratings for Freeform in the last. Is Freeform new? Two years. No, Freeform. ABC Family. So I guess they all still it all still counts. Oh, okay. So it had one of the highest ratings for uh its uh for its network.
1: It well deserved, because it's good. It is very
2: good. So something else that I don't know, maybe good, maybe not. So there's talk, according to MCU Cosmic, they're the same site that broke the news about the Eternals dropping, so it might be accurate because they were right about that. Okay. So they came out and confirmed that in Phase Four, Marvel is going. Marvel and Kevin Feige are looking to possibly do a solo Hawkeye movie. Looking forward to that, Jordan.
1: No. What? But what a <laughs> twist! Is with Black Widow? I don't care. No, right? it's just Hawkeye. It's Fucking stupid. But
2: what a twist! It might not even be Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye. It might be Kate Bishop, because Kevin Feige said, oh, "Poor, poor Jeremy Renner."
1: <laughs> He's like, "Are you serious?" Yeah,
2: Kevin Feige said, "With with Phase Four, we want to do quote different incarnations of the heroes we know and love."
1: No, Miles Morales, though, huh? <laughs> of,
2: course, of course not.
1: <laughs> okay, so we're doing a, a Hawkeye movie, but not a Miles Morales movie. Okay, that, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's, that works. It's whatever. <laughs>
2: So, I mean... I mean, maybe Hawkeye would be like... He'll be... Because, I mean, he's taking on the mantle of Ronan. So, maybe it'll be like Ronan and Kate Bishop. I don't know. That'd be interesting, but I don't want to see a movie about it. (laughs) But, like... Just all this news is like, give me Young Avengers. You already get your stat, stature's coming. You already get you already introduced freaking Wanda and and Vision as a relationship. Your
1: going to be in the alternate timeline, the future timeline. I don't
2: care. Give me you're introducing Hawkland's father. Give me Young Avengers. I want it. I'm jerking. I'm jerking
1: off just thinking about it. I'm not jerking off to the Hawkeye movie. <laughs> don't want it. Don't need it.
2: Well, not the movie. I'm talking about Young Avengers.
1: Okay, well, that's not what the news is. The news is a Hawkeye
2: movie. <laughs> well, no, I'm not jerking off to that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, something that other people might jerk off to that they, because if for those that read the manga, so uh, My Hero Academia is getting a spinoff, which might, what? which might lead to anime series. Wait, what? Yeah, they're getting a spinoff in the manga, and it's called My Hero Academia Vigilantes.
1: So people that don't work within the
2: people, yeah, the, the people law that, system. People that don't work within the law. It says the spinoff gives fans a look at how the underworld, the underground world of vigilantism works. While characters like All Might stress the decline of vigilantism because of pro hero
1: organizations. <laughs> oh my God, they're brilliant! So it's like you know what? We've already done the perfect Superman. Let's do a perfect Batman. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, okay. I'm interested.
2: The career. The wait, wait. What'd I say? Oh, all my stress, the decline of vigilantism because of pro hero organizations. The career does thrive in smaller corners of the city of city life. Pro heroes like Eraserhead may not agree with vigilantes, but the leads of this spinoff seem to have the gang's reluctant respect. So there's a chance. So basically, uh, the story vigilantes tells the story of Koichi Hanamaru, I'm I'm sure I fucked that up. (laughs) Oh, A would-be hero who uses his quirk to help others when he and a girl named Kozuho Hanayama finds themselves accosted by thugs. A vigilante known as Knuckle Duster comes to save them. The down-low hero shows Koichi... (coughs) excuse me. The down-low hero shows Koichi what being a vigilante is all about and he decides to become one himself. However, the job is more dangerous than he could have imagined. So yeah, mm. knuckle, knuckle Knuckle Duster is gonna be the version of Batman because Knuckle Duster doesn't have a quirk. He's quirkless. I'm okay with this. And he's a vigilante.
1: I'm okay with this. This sounds awesome. So At first I was like, Well that sounds stupid. But it was like the premise is like, Oh wait, Batman. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see if I don't know,
2: maybe if that uh, if they'll actually make it into an animated series or if it's just gonna stick with manga. Hmm. I guess it maybe it depends on how popular it is.
1: Fuck now I gotta read the manga.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But I'm assuming they talk about this guy. I'm assuming maybe they introduce him in the manga because, like I said, they're way further in the manga than in the show. If he if he ends up getting his own spinoff, yeah. so they probably talk about him. Mm. So I don't know, but uh, I'm in. <laughs> so we talked about Batman, Superman, well, Zack Snyder, the boy, the the ex girlfriend that won't leave. He confirmed more or less, that fricking Zod, the doomsday that we got in BVS was not the real doomsday. That, that, doom, that the real doomsday... <laughs> Jordan just fainted. <laughs> he said the real doomsday is still out there somewhere. <laughs> what are you doing? How is that? How is the real Doomsday out there somewhere? But the real, but the do, but the Zod Doomsday is the one that killed Superman. But the real Doomsday is supposed to be the one that killed Superman. But if he's out there somewhere, he didn't kill Superman. So was the, the was it not really the death of Superman? Are you telling me that the real Doomsday is going to come and really kill Superman? No, and we're really going to kill Superman? No, Michael, what we're
1: thinking this fucking bullshit. <laughs> Zack Snyder is that ex girlfriend who calls you up every once in a while and says things that you want to hear because she still wants to fuck. <laughs> That's. Fun fucking bullshit okay like and then you get all the DC Zack Snyder defenders going like, oh it's a newborn it's not the actual doomsday why are you guys so mad that it wasn't comic accurate you idiots like no bitches of course is he's lying to you he's saying whatever it is you want to hear after the fucking facts you know where he said what it really means that the real doomsday is out there it means that the one in Krypton is, the one in the comics <laughs> the one in different mediums not in the DCEU he's,
2: he's out there on Krypton yeah, he's he's
1: out there in the comics, he's out there in uh, other shows, he's out there in Smallville. <laughs> Smallville's more accurate in some ways. Not always, but just in terms of looking. Like, that's it, no, fucking bullshit, man. Come on, he's out there. Like, they're not gonna give you another doomsday in the DCEU. They're just not. Like, they've already done it. And let's say they do do that in Man of Steel 2, it won't be the death of the Superman arc, because we've already done it. <laughs> you sure... No, you shoehorned <laughs> it into fucking BVS. You can't, you can't play that magic trick twice. You know what I mean? You can only take the rabbit out of the hat once. Like, you've done it. Now it was your repeat. You can't... Even if they... They're not going to do it. I, I'm not being you know, speculate. Like, oh, what if Man of Steel 2, they do a real Doomsday arc? It's like, that'd be so fucking stupid. Like, it, they're not doing it. You're not going to see another live-action Doomsday cinematic-wise and if you do it's not going to be Death of Superman it's going to be just to piece of fanboys and if you do see it again it's going to be like when Doomsday came back and all the other comic book iterations after he fought Superman that first time and he's way less interesting
2: he's out there somewhere he's going to show up in the Lobo movie
1: <laughs> DCEU what are you doing? uh it's bullshit. Shut the fuck up, Zack Snyder. Like, it's over. All right? You had your chance. You blew it. It's over. I love Man of Steel. You ruined it.
2: Well, you know what isn't over? Those These Joker movies. So, you know, we mentioned Jared Leto's getting a movie. And that was confirmed. Well, now, and, and this was speculation, but it's now confirmed, Jordan. Joaquin Phoenix is starring in the... Todd Phillips directed produced by Martin Scorsese Joker movie and they're shooting this fall and it's going to be an estimated budget of 55 million dollars which is saying it's kind of low for a comic book movie because even Deadpool Deadpool was 58 million dollars but yeah and also this movie is going to more than likely launch on DC Films new imprint either going to be called DC Dark or DC Black, but the <laughs>
1: either one's bad. <laughs> but the twist
2: with that is they're saying that it's supposed to it's supposed to separate from the DC EU, but they're calling it DC Dark or DC Black. But they're saying this DC DC Dark or DC Black is supposed to have a lighter tone. <laughs> what? Why don't they call what? it Why <laughs> did they call it DC Light?
1: <laughs> DC Dark DC, DC black Dark DC Black but a lighter
2: tone. <laughs> what are you, What's making What are you doing? <laughs> but you're making a Joker movie. And why is it light? Exactly. (laughs) What? What, guess. I guess the the Jared
1: Leto movie is going to be dark. Why can't they make any good decisions over there? Like, it's not even about a Marvel fan or a DC fan. It's just like, logically, why can't they make good decisions? Black Hawk. (laughs) That's not a good decision. It's like... It's like literally it feels like someone is on the inside sabotaging it. That's the only explanation for this bullshit. Even those names DC dark DC black DCB D C D That's terrible. It's all terrible. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it hurts.
2: Well the hurt is gonna come. Still coming. <laughs> so uh there's so this is all dc news i can rapid fire this so we talked about you know aquaman is coming out this year we have they only just now releasing stuff we have still haven't seen a trailer or anything like that james wan basically confirmed they're releasing the trailer during comic-con so look look forward to that
0: Woo.
2: so suicide squad 2 there's talk that you know because uh what's his face came out apologized like oh guys i should have made the joker the villain uh oh, um, for suicide squad 2 the so in their way to try to rectify that even though it's not going to be the joker it's looking like deathstroke is going to be the villain for suicide squad 2 so it's better
1: than the black adam bullshit they were talking
2: about oh uh, it's definitely better than cuz i'm like what the fuck that makes no sense that makes absolutely no sense <laughs> so uh more DC news. So Jeff Johns is no longer the chief executive of uh, whatever director of DC Comics okay. and Warner Bros. He stepped down of he did. because
1: because he's like this fucking shit is on fire. Yeah. I'm getting out. Well, no, he's still
2: staying with DC because now he's into the, he's he signed on to write the Green Lantern Corps movie and he's also writing a solo Shazam book, and he's writing uh, the Three Jokers book. But with the, uh, him being confirmed to write the Justice League, I mean, the Green Lantern Corps movie, he officially came out and said the movie's gonna star Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. Because there was speculation of, well, is it gonna be Kyle Rayner? Is Guy Gardner gonna be in it? It's like, no, he, he came out and said it's gonna be about Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan. So, with DC, with the Green Lantern movie. I don't care. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't care. Or well, something that you will care about. So, yeah. Patty Jenkins confirmed. Steve Trevor is returning for Wonder Woman. WW84. We don't know how, though.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This.
2: So, yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 I mean, is, ind- is indeed the official title.
1: I don't know if I like that title. Yeah,
2: I don't like that title. Just call it Wonder Woman 2.
1: Yeah, Word. The title is weird. The title is stupid. Yeah. Already bad decisions. Um, and it's, even Steve Trevor coming back could be a bad decision because was like one of the only emotionally impactful things that has ever happened in DCU. So it's like, you're taking that away.
2: And I mean, I guess they could pull the same trope. Like the first one was about Wonder Woman being a fish out of water, leaving Themyscira. This one could be about Steve Trevor being a fish out of water in a different decade.
1: If it's really him. If yeah, if, it's, if it's really him, that's, that's the problem. You just undid one of the best parts of Wonder Woman 1. I agree. It was that and No Man's Land. Those are the two things Wonder Woman won. That was good.
2: I agree, but I mean, we could watch it and go.
1: That was actually pretty good. That was that's true. A, yeah. I'm hoping he's Martian Manhunter. I, I know DC's not smart enough to do that. I was gonna say they're not gonna make. It would be awesome.
2: Because then why would Mar- why is Martian Manhunter in this? Why is Martian Manhunter in a Wonder Woman movie? Who cares? <laughs> Build the world better. Are, are they gonna Supergirl him not instead of giving him his own movie?
1: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't need to see a Martian Manhunter movie anyway. Just put him in this. That's fine. But uh, he could be the fish out of water still. He's from Mars, so he's like, I don't know what the fuck's is going on. Well,
2: speaking of being fine, because it's fine for you, not knowing what's going on, because I don't know what the fuck is going on. Because you got some pull somewhere, like you sucking somebody dick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Supergirl, they've been listening to this podcast because Jordan <laughs> has been saying for the longest time, I want Brainiac to be a series regular. Get rid of Brainiac. Kid re- prediction. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of Brainiac and replace him with Win.
1: And they're doing exactly or repla- or that. Or replace
2: Wynn with him. And they're doing exactly that. Jeremy Jordan has been downgraded to a recurring character for next season. Mm-hmm. And Brainiacs, played by Jesse Rath, has been promoted to a series regular. Hey, man. For season four that, of,
1: for, of Supergirl. That's like basic prediction powers. Because, like, any competent writer, and maybe there are very, very few and far between the CW these days, but if like anyone could look at the show and go, what characters are strong, which are weak, which aren't being used well, and which would work better for a show like this. Obviously, a superpowered genius like Brainiac would work better as your intellectual, like, ally than Wynn. Wynn is just cisco light. Like, at least Brainiac is that, plus he's got the more interesting, like, backstory and character legacy from the comics. Like, obviously. Why would you want Wynn? I'm sorry. I know you like Wynn. People, there are some Wynn fans, but I'm like... Brunette's better than him in every way. I like Bonnier, when, He's smarter.
2: Only, I only like Wynn in a sense because I'm just like, I want him to be gay. Well, he's
1: not. No, just, so fuck Wynn then. No, just,
2: literally. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, but also, speaking of somebody else that's getting promoted to a series regular, which I told you about this like a year ago, but it's now official, Hartley Sawyer, Ralph Dibney, has been promoted to a series regular for The Flash. Hooray. Well, you want to know who else? Yep. I know who else. You wanna know who else? Yeah. Jordan? Mm-hmm. Who else has been promoted to a series regular? Uh, the most <laughs> important character of the, the flash. The most important character of the flash. Danielle Nicolette, who plays Cecile Horton.
1: <laughs> because everybody wanted more Cecile, Michael.
2: The best news This is the best this is the best news this gets me more excited for season five.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> That means every episode this bitch is going to be doing shit that nobody cares Wally about. Wally out. Fuck Wally West. And I get it if Keenan wanted to leave, you can't help that. But fuck, man. That doesn't mean, "Hey man, we got an open slot. Let's make Cecil regular." Like, I, like I want to be happy for the actors, but like not at the expense of the show, man. I don't want this. I don't want it. I don't want it, Michael. I'm tired
2: <laughs> well these next ones are just rapid fire we don't have no discussion about it but cause you don't, you don't watch this but for those of you out there that are Lucifer fans oh, cause Lucifer. I know you don't watch it, it. but yeah Lucifer got cancelled I mentioned that but there was this big old hoopla so uh Netflix is actually in case you guys don't know for you again Lucifer fans Netflix has picked up Lucifer for season 4 and of course if it's popular it's gonna be season 5 yada 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 so Be happy for you uh, Lucifer fans out there. Also, for you fans of the Iceman comics. I wasn't really one of those, but Iceman got canceled. But guess what? You got canceled
1: my ninja? Yeah,
2: (laughs) shut the fuck up. But Iceman is coming back, and it's going to be written by the same guy. I'm like, get somebody else to write it. But yeah, Iceman is coming back. My ninja. (laughs) Also, uh, Ewan McGregor has been cast as a grown-up Danny Torrance for a sequel of... What the fuck is the name of that movie? <laughs> the Shining. Know. The Shining. There we go. Oh wait, now, they're doing a sequel. They're doing a sequel. It's called Doctor Sleep.
1: Is there a sequel book? It's a sequel to the book.
2: Oh, okay. I have. Wait, wait.
1: There's actually a book version of the sequel, or is this new?
2: No, there's a uh, book. A sequel book. There's a sequel book. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and he actually only came. He came out with that like two or three, three years ago. Okay. Sequ- the sequel to. The, I actually, I actually have it because they, uh, because I went to the view on for my birthday. And Stephen King was a guest, and he was promoting Doctor Sleep. And he was like, "And they, you know how they, everybody in the audience gets a copy of the book, mm. so that's how I got it." You
1: got a copy of the book, but not a car. <laughs> Basically, I was like,
2: "Why can't I come on another day? It's my birthday! Come on!" <laughs> but yeah, so he's 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 playing a grown up Danny Torrance, and another rapper fire Jordan. Are you prepared for some white nerd tears? Um, sure, I guess. <laughs> so Disney's doing a live action version of The Little Mermaid, but they're saying they're considering actors of color for the entire cast.
1: Interesting. Well, yeah. Black Little Mermaid. Huh? How dare you! My Little Mermaid
2: is a white blo- a white girl with red hair. My King Trident is a white man. Black mermaids, that's not a thing. Yeah, it's gonna be So prepare those actors to be yeah. chased off. Prepare uh, those actors to be chased off of Twitter.
1: <laughs> You're not wrong. That's the fucked up part. You're probably right. You don't need Mr. Prediction Head Title to predict that shit. And wait, wait, wait. You think they're gonna do black curly hair, Little Mermaid, or are they gonna give her red hair? Like what they people think they're gonna do for Zendaya? They might.
2: I think they might give her red. They might do the red hair. Okay. I prefer that, honestly. Look at this stuff. Isn't Isn't it it neat? neat? (laughs) But I hope. I don't know. I kind of hope they don't do like the aerial red hair. Like make it like an actual black girl. Like like the girl from Star Wars. She was a black girl of uh, Solo. She was an actual black. She was a black girl and she had natural red hair.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So do that. Mm. I'm just going by those Zendaya Photoshops with her. Well, are they Photoshops? Yeah, with the red hair. It looks, Any, it looks good. Anyway, winding down. Three bits. So, were Three, you ever, three bits. Were you ever <laughs> a fan
2: of Aeon Flux?
1: No. I mean, I've watched it, but no, it was not. Well, fan.
2: it's getting a live-action movie series for the, those of you that are Aeon Flux Wait, fans. A live-action
1: movie series, or a live well, it says live back Well, it says li- well a live-action
2: series. Live-action series. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. I'm like, there wasn't movies. I what? read that. Yeah, it was uh, with Charlize Theron. So no, it's getting a live. MTV is re- rebooting it as a live-action series. So. I don't know. Look how
1: excited I am, Michael. I
2: don't even know what A is. Michael, look, look how excited I am. <laughs> You're very excited. I see it in your <laughs> face. Well, you know what else to get excited for? What? So, Howard the Duck may be getting a live action movie. And I'm not joking. <laughs> And it's currently being. Uh, this is the
1: worst news section that's ever been a news section. There've been so many terrible news articles this week. I mean, Howard the Duck. I'm it's, blaming the messenger. I'm blaming you, Michael. No, don't blame me. <laughs>
2: I, all I do is report. God damn it. But yeah, so it's currently being talked over with uh, Leah Thompson. Most people know her as Marty McFly's mother from Back to the Future. She's currently uh, pitched, she's currently uh, meeting with Disney to pitch her idea because she's going to be some, she's looking to direct it. So she yeah, she's pitching a Howard the Duck, the, the, the Howard the Duck live action movie. So maybe we'll see that in Phase Four, Phase Five, Phase Six. Who knows? And funny enough, she was in the original Howard the Duck in the '80s. As I didn't see it, I I don't really remember it, but she was one of the like lead girls. This as, is
1: Marvel Studios.
2: Marvel Studios, not. Like Fox or no. Marvel Studios owns Howard the Duck. That's how he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. They've
1: Gal- gotten high on their own power. That's how he was in Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. They've, they've gotten so high on their own power that they're like, we can do anything. <laughs> I mean, if
2: you got a movie, where you got a world where Rocket Raccoon exists or whatever. I'm not saying I want to see it, but... I, <laughs>
1: but see, the thing is, it's Marvel Studios. I've gotten to the point where like, they might be high on their own power, but I would follow them off the edge of a cliff at this point. So it's like, if they think that they could do it, they probably could do it, and if they pulled it off, then it's like, man, you just you can do anything, can't you? Because, like I said, because at, at
2: this point, like they can't keep doing a Captain America movie. Well, unless you get replace Captain America. Yeah, these aren't
1: Avengers. Like these aren't like Avengers level characters I want to see ever come together. They will. They him. will
2: be. They, I don't ever want to see the Howard gonna, the Duck. Howard the Duck is going to be an no, Avengers Seven. <laughs> no.
1: If we ever get to the point where Captain Marvel says Avengers is simple, and Howard Duck comes running up and be like, No, <laughs> kill that motherfucker. <laughs>
2: Uh, but anyway, final. Oh, so f- anyway, finally, Jordan Peele. Speaking of pitches Jordan Peele is also uh in talks with Di- he and talks with Disney to do a live action Gargoyles movie.
1: What? Yes. Why Jordan Peele?
2: 'Cause he want, cause he wants to do it. He wants to do it. He wants
1: to do it. Then this would be amazing. Let me uh, hold And up. it's a requirement that Demona be in it, that she be fine as fuck, just like she is in the anime series, and also they use that awesome theme song. I just closed it, but let me read <laughs> it. <this. inaudible> <I just, inaudible> Da, 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 da.
0: I'm sorry da, da, da,
2: da. I'm trying to cause I, clo- God damn it. I, cl- I closed the article but I'm like I want to read his quotes <laughs> Gargoyle is fucking awesome and I'm going to make it the end I don't know I can't find it I closed the article but yeah he's, he's pitching he's pitching a Gargoyles movie to Disney because he said yeah it's not like Disney approached him no he wants to make it so, we'll see if Disney says yes. They better fucking say yes. So, here endeth the news.
1: On on Gargoyles.
2: Yeah, because that's the best news.
1: And kind of, all the other fucking shit yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, everything else was like, like Zach, I would trade I mean, Joker say, movie. I was, everything Power else is the the <laughs>
2: Zack Snyder saying that dark, dark Doomsday, Doomsday, Doomsday is exciting. real. Fucking uh, Hartley Sawyer being a series regular, who cares? Cecile, Cecile being, being a, a series regular, who cares? The Chris uh, Hardwick stuff, fucking
1: Millie Bobby Brown being uh, chased off a twit,
2: like everything is. Every, this is the drab week. <laughs>
1: Where everything made me mad, except for Gargoyles, The Shining, Beacon of Hope, is Jordan Peele doing that's why, a that's Gargoyles? That's why I put it. Movie. That's why
2: I put it last. I'm like, let's get some. Uh, so, let's end the news on a good note.
1: That could be a fucking awesome live action movie.
2: It would be. And especially like get Keith David to voice, be the voice of of Galiana
1: to be Demona, cause she's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm like, do you want her in another movie? Yes. Where she's playing a CGI. Yes. She, she might not even want to do it. I don't care. She's like, can I can I play can I can I play me? Fine? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I want you in a different color. <laughs> every, every movie, one movie I'm blue. Next movie I'm green. Now I'm gray. Yep. <laughs> you gotta go through the spectrum.
1: I'm sorry, her, her Na'vi was sexy as hell so I feel like she'd make a sexy as hell Demona okay fuck man that'd be awesome. you,
2: you and these you and these animated characters hey man if, if
1: the ass I'll ask, fits i the
2: girl if the
1: ass fits Demona, got, Demona had a booty too <laughs> <laughs> We're that little loincloth mm. <clears throat> that tail
2: <clears throat> so, ladies and gentlemen we know what Jordan does when he watches Gargoyles
1: <laughs> oh Demona I'm sorry Demona was a sexual awakening for me as a child <laughs> And she and she was always making out with Goliath. Cisco was my sexual awakening. Cisco? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, you mean I was like Cisco from the Flash? No. I mean the thong song. Unleash
2: the dragon. I want to see you unleash the dragon, baby.
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So but next week, we've got a uh, Luke Cage. We've got uh, Jurassic Park. More my Jurassic hero. Jurassic World. My hero. And hey, Jurassic World. Sorry. Oh my bad. <laughs> Uh, I'll talk Sense8 oh yeah Sense8 yeah maybe Dark maybe, Knight maybe Dark Knight's finally Metal. <laughs> maybe uh, no promises <laughs> no I guess. promises getting a four star review because of you <laughs> <laughs> god damn it <laughs> but yeah Gargoyles that's what I'm looking forward to now oh before we,
2: before we go you mentioned something in the beginning of the podcast <laughs> you said you said you wanted you said you wanted to tease the E3 thing
1: oh we didn't talk about the Spider-Man trailer Oh, what about? The, oh, you talking about? We could talk about that tomorrow. Well, whatever. Well, well that was. The, I was gonna talk about that because it's comic book related. So I was be like, oh, we could talk about some the Spider Man E three trailer. And it was then, good. <laughs> good job. Good tease <laughs> for the E <E3> three video. <laughs> for everyone, got to the end of the podcast three and a half hours in. Now, it's mean, on normal time. Yeah, go listen to our our E three coverage or watch. Hopefully our E3 coverage. Of, yeah, because we were
2: like four something lad, but that was also because we did the raffle, so that took like a half an hour. Yeah,
1: we just talked forty five minutes Whatever. to get through that. Yeah, E3 video, people like it. We'll do some more YouTube videos. Maybe, we'll maybe because that you know because with that I gotta like make sure I shave. Yeah, we gotta look good. I look crazy right now. I don't look good. <laughs> Hair's all high, looking like a racer head and shit. It's not a good. Look good.
2: <laughs> put on some clothes. Not that I'm naked now, but. I, I'm aren't wearing, you I'm wearing, I'm wearing, I'm wearing shorts and a, and a savage race shirt I wouldn't want to wear that on a YouTube video he's not wearing pants though people it's kind of creepy yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm in my jock strap right it's now dick's out I'm uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> me too hashtag
1: I'm, me too i gonna, gonna put it on his lap <laughs> oh god <laughs> and with that I guess that's the pleasure for the weekend. <laughs> this has been Jordan with Michael and we will see you next week
2: bye peace 1000 years ago Superstition and the sword ruled. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of
0: gargoyles. Stone by day, warriors by night. We were betrayed by the humans we had sworn to protect, frozen in stone by a magic spell for a thousand years. Now you're. The spell is broken, and we live again!
3: We are Defenders of the Night. We are Gargoyles!